Yeah, yeah seven thirty. We're 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 I running. Think you guys dude. are starting at six. Okay. Uh, we said we were, but then things got weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're on the fill schedule. We everybody had to ride the MP3. Yep, that's uh -huh. pretty much it. <laughs> All right, and we are recording. We're running. We have numbers. Hey, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. The best I can do is. <laughs> oh, wow. oh wait, have we started? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Crack started. it open. Crack it open right now. Yeah. yeah. Just, they're twist off. They're twist off. Oh my God. Line, they're off. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Christmas, no Christmas. The year without a Christmas, or the podcast without Christmas. So uh, this is our wrap up of AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days. To my left is. Pete Hamfling, who was not at Vintage Motorcycle Days this year. Oh, isn't that so weird, man? Yeah. My apologies. Yep. Uh, go ahead and to his immediate left. Oscar. Crash. Cameron. Johnny Mac. Nick DeVito. Henry. Sleepy Cinch. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. So we showed up. So kind of to set us up, Bagel arrived from the Misfits podcast, Tom Bagel Donahue. He arrived last Monday. He wanted to make sure he was on time. <laughs> so he flew in on Monday, but he actually worked. So he was working every single day, as he can do with his particular job. And uh, we uncorked a brand new Vespa Supertech GTS 300 for him. So he could ride that around and give us his personal opinion of it. And then, uh, Crash, when did you show up? Tuesday, so we're not far behind Bagel. You're right behind Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I'll tell you what, the, the Supertech... Vespa is super nice. It is super super, nice. super super GTS, super tech, super nice. Yeah, it is one of those things where this is Vespa's sort of top of the game at this point, but when you ride it, today I rode it back from returning the RV, Yeah. so I put the super tech in the back of the RV and took the RV back to its home in uh, Mayfield Heights, returned it, and... Uh, and came back on the freeway on the Super Tech. It was really, really nice. But I agree with Bagel. It is funny. It gets up to 80, and then clearly the hand of Piaggio God comes in and says, you're not going to go faster than 80 today. 80 is all you're going to get. In fact, we're going to punish you for two miles per hour. We're going to drop you back to 78, and then make you work up to 80 again. And that's what they do, and that's the way the thing works. So it's very quick, quick like a bunny getting up to 80. But then at 80 itself, it just says that's technically as fast as we're going to let you go. So yeah. Bagel's second scooter, second Vespa, wasn't it? What, didn't he ride, didn't he have one that he rode uh, the shit time? Oh, like he's 50, got the oh, he's 250 had, yeah, uh, GTS. Yeah. He's had 250s at 300 GT. I mean, like Bagel 50, has. 50,000 miles on it or something. Yeah, yeah Bagel's in all 49 uh, states in uh, North America. Yeah, so we know the states. Yeah. What did we figure of the one that he hasn't been in? Hawaii. Oh, uh, <laughs> we could fix that pretty easy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 49 states. That's right. He did Alaska. So so we know this one's going to get well tested. Well, he's it's done. It's done. He went home. Oh. But he did test it. And he did test it well because he rode it back and forth to work every day. Well, I thought he bought it. No, no. We, we just provided it to him. He's a, he's a visiting dignity, dignitary. That's mighty nice. He's a visiting celebrity. Yeah. So we provided him with a, the brandest of brandy new Vespa GTSs. I've also, it has a weird traction control where it just cuts out the power as soon as you start riding it in mud at Mid Ohio. He was saying, really? "Did you hear what he, his review of that was? Mm -hmm. It won't let you go fast, but it won't let you stop either. Like it, mm. it will plug through." But it I, I kind of had to assist it through the mud a little bit. Yeah, he said it pretty much. He wouldn't have had to put his feet down, other than just the brain telling you you had to put your feet down. But he's like, it wouldn't go. 
It wouldn't spin the rear tire. Like, there's nothing you could do to make it spin the rear tire. It just would retard things back down to your throttle position could be wide fucking open, and it's only going to let the back tire spin a certain amount. But that mud at Mid-Ohio had a unique property, too. Like, I was on my grill. <laughs> the unique and, uh, property mean, was poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that was greasy, poop sh- or greasy pig shit. Okay. But uh, what's his face? Trevor and me were going through the swap shop right after that. I don't know why we decided to go afterwards. You guys Trevor's are- from Ontario, and yeah. Trevor has an H2 Kawasaki triple, yeah. and that has basically been blended with or... Raped by? Cafe raped. Uh, yeah, a modern cafe racer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like that modern suspension, modern brakes, but in the middle of it's an H2 motor. Right. Kind of cool. So, yeah, that like funky modern Street Fighter looking, yeah. like it looks like something some movie star would ride in a spy movie or Absolutely. something. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. it's almost too cool for its own good. He had that parked yeah. next to his CT70 with right. like the world's most disproportionate sissy bar on it. <laughs> and they were kind of parked at 45 degree angles to each other. Yep. And like I took that picture, and that's the picture that, for me, sums up Mid-Ohio Vintage Days. And it was only later that I realized that they were both his bikes. Oh, they're both Did you get his van yeah, to his too? <clears throat> no, his I wasn't able to get his... Super oh, badass, my God. His, like van. his van made me feel... But anyways, the mud... You can, so uh, he was not spinning. I was right. spinning for every dear life thing that the guy had, but it still it kept <laughs> moving forward. Right. And like I even went up a hill somehow. Right. You know, I, the sh- I had to throw my shoes out, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope a lot of those people yeah. that were in the mud, in the campsite, threw a lot of things away. There's some ancient disease coming out through oh, the yeah. mud. Well, whoever whoever sells Impentigo medicine is going to yes. be making a lot of money exactly. in the next couple of weeks. Think it, it looked like Woodstock 99. A rash of pig flu. Oh. Yeah. So Sunday afternoon, that that lowered Amish buggy that yes. was being towed oh, by yeah. an ATV was just yeah. going through real slow with a guy banging a gong. Bring oh. out your dad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. The picture that for me summed up AMA Vintage Days was the guy on the four wheeler with a small bike in his lap and trying and like reaching around it to him, you know, hit his. He control. was successfully riding a quad while carrying a 300 plus cc <coughs> motorcycle. I saw. Wow. I saw that's him. love. I saw so many people running around in like CT 110s or whatever, carrying even smaller bikes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You had, I think you said it, you had the quote of the whole thing was like as fun as, as much as you get sucked into it. Yeah. That bike is only cool at Mid Ohio. Only cool at Mid Ohio. Yeah, like it's that, only cool at AMA Vintage Days. Yeah. It, that is the magic of AMA Vintage Days is. All that shit that just isn't cool anymore. It's one. It gets one weekend in the sun or mud, depending on where you are. But that's it. It's the she thinks my CT ninety sexy. You know, she thinks my Trail ninety sexy. That's the only place it happens. Is right there, and <laughs> she's right. She is right. And <laughs> we were having a commentary about how many more ladies are there. So how many more women are at Mid Ohio now? And it's it's dramatic. It's it's a distinctive. It's a number that you don't ignore. It's <laughs> fantastic when you're seeing the mud and the blood and the beer and the shenanigans, and then you realize you just got roosted by a 16-year-old girl on a you know My Little Pony with a My Little Pony helmet on, riding a like CR500 two-stroke. But more importantly, yeah. riding, not yeah. like not passengers, oh. not just tagging. Go ahead, along. John. Yeah. My mid-Ohio moment was down at the burnout pit yeah. and watching this tw- very gorgeous-looking 20-something-year-old, right? 20 you know, with, 
doing a burnout on right. like a CR one or X KX one twenty five or something yeah. like that, <laughs> and everybody's spotting her and everything, right. of course. But then up on the seat, right, one foot, one foot, one oh hand, grabs a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> drinks more than I would ever want to drink. <laughs> 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 Outlaw country. Yeah. So I have I have a theory for why that's happened. Yeah. So I think it's more more younger people are going. Yeah. And that's I think important. the biggest difference between yeah. my age group and the older age group, millennials versus boomers, right, is that like there's a lot of that cringy boomer humor about like oh the old ball and chain oh right. my wife let me have it or that I okay. think I think millennials have figured out that there right. are actually a lot of women out there and right. you don't have to marry the first piece of ass that gives it up to you. Okay. Yeah. And you can marry somebody that right. is into the same shit as you, or supports you, or wants to be included. I wonder if some millennials are risk averse, but the girls aren't. Maybe. I mean, like Probably. The female riders. So male millennials are risk averse, but the female millennials <laughs> are going for it. Yeah. I saw a lot Maybe. of. Uh, I saw somebody a lot lost of their balls, and somebody else found them. <laughs> <laughs> Our age group, like yeah. Henry and I, saw a couple, and then we all saw a couple when we were all together of like. Mm -hmm. Women learning to ride motorcycles oh, in yeah, the mud yeah. Yeah. at AMA Vintage Days, yeah. and like That's they're not learning to ride like a TU 250X. They're learning to ride on like a CR 450X. Star is born. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, remember last year, Charlie uh, Kibble came by with uh, Woodbike Brad, and so they they showed up at our booth, and they were just having a great time. Where we had we had a big uh, school bus there, and we had to not a ramp and whatever. We were just at maximum shenanigans moment. And here comes Brad, and here comes Charlie, and Charlie's just, she's just having a fucking blast, and she's got a giant fucking strawberry on her arm and her shoulder, and she's got a fresh injury to her face, and she's like, what the fuck happened to you? She goes, I think I had a concussion. <laughs> what? I was trying out some guy's CR500. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, this whole place is a disaster. This whole place is mud and dirt and damage, <coughs> and she's going to try out a CR500, and apparently tried the fuck out of it, <laughs> and then came back and rubbed alcohol on it from the inside, and yeah, and that's like, that is the young person, you know, that to me is the young person who's getting everything they can out of mid-Ohio. We're at the camper, just having a, you know, beer cooking food. And some kid goes by, 12 o'clock wheelie on a Spree 50. <laughs> How even do you do that? This kid was pure riding out, like riding out. And I looked and he had a beverage in his hand. Now, that red cup, I'm certain, must have had Gatorade in it. Because he was a true athlete. But, yeah, he never put the front end down until he wanted to. Now, you give me all the Gatorade in the world and I can't wheelie a Spree 50, let alone control one and ride it out. He rode it past our campsite like it was his job to make sure that front tire never wore out. Well done, son. Well done. Yeah, he did it. Or maybe it was flat and he was just doing what was safe. And then Probably. You, you have the other contingency, which were the trials guys, where they just have to keep going around going, There were some new trials bikes we saw that were quiet. They could sneak. Yeah. They, weren't, yeah. they weren't electric. Oh, really? They were quiet. They could sneak up on a mouse. Hmm. They went by. I've heard louder things come out of John. And, <laughs> yeah. they, and they went by and they were like, oh, oh, and they jumped things. They were bunny hopping stuff. Huh? And they wow. just made that little quiet noise. And they could do things. I mean, they weren't like an F. They weren't. Propane powered. I don't know. I think it was just, I think it was like a really good muffler. I think it's just like technology that yeah. like I really 
it's like new, I guess, to dirt bikes. I haven't really heard much about it. I think it's called four stroke. Oh, I'm yeah, not 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> vintage days, you forget that four stroke engines exist. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> At vintage days, you are reminded that four strokes exist and how bad a motor can be and still run. <laughs> True. Because yeah. the noises I heard coming out of some bikes. You were getting legitimately upset at some of the two strokes you heard going by. Well, there were some things that shouldn't be running. Yeah. yeah. There were some things that I was like, mercy killing. Just fucking mercy killing. Speaking of mercy killings yeah. at the burnout pit, <laughs> there was a, the one dude who was riding a really nice old husky, you know, like with the, the chrome, chrome. chrome and maroon oh. tank. But just patina all the heck. Like, the, you yeah. know, all half the paint was worn off and the chrome was shiny where you're not hit and all that. And yeah. So I ended up, you know, right? He's, and. But then it went from all of a sudden it cleaned out and went. Oh, it cleaned out. And then it went. Oh no! That was the sound of a holding. The sound that the the tint the tinkly high RPM of like rings flapping past the port. Oh boy! It, a buzzing, uh, buzzing, buzzing metallic. If you'd have been standing behind him at the moment, it would be an equivalent to being shot with a 410 shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> because what came out of that tailpipe had to be just all the pistons. Used to be a piston. Yeah, used to be a piston. Well, they you always push. run so good those two seconds before they blow up. Yeah, I mean, it sounded great right before <laughs> fucking. Right when they lean out. That's out. beautiful, baby. That last that last second, you're like the best tuning ever. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and then if you're at, if you're at speed when that happens, you just hope that the piston or something actually just destroy itself right. so it doesn't lock the back wheel. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please He was kicking broken. it over. I'm like, oh, that's not good. Because if it seized, oh, I'd be happier. With the fact yeah. you're actually you're kicking, kicking it over. The fact that you can kick it over that means, means there's an extra port in that piston. Yeah, so. You got yeah. one extra port. If that was a two-port motor, it's a three-port motor now. Yeah. Or it's a one-port motor. It's a fucking one-port one, one, one big yeah. hole in the one top of the piston. Exactly. But you probably got yourself a hell of a souvenir, right? So, I mean, that was great. Uh, the Just for people who weren't there, to give you kind of the play-by-play, we got there third, Wednesday night because uh, we are doing some presenting. I was doing some seminars, and we were able to get some help from the AMA. Uh, Serena came out and gave us a little leg up and tried to find us a place for this ridiculous camper I rented. And I did rent uh, Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings' old camper, apparently, <laughs> because this thing is epic. It had a second floor. It had a garage with an air conditioner in the garage. It had a refrigerator in the garage. It had a washer and dryer hookups in the garage. Uh, it had a ramp on the garage that was at least 10 feet long. And then the ramp turned into a patio on the garage with railings and netting. Yeah. And the garage patio had its own awning. What the fuck? <laughs> Who builds this? You forgot the nice. stove. It's nicer than my house. It does, right? Uh, what's that? Forgot the stove. What about the stove? It had a stove in it. You, well, you didn't mention the stove. No, no, no. He's talking stove. about the garage. Oh, just the garage. Oh, we garage. haven't made it inside. No, yeah, no, no, that was the garage. That the was the toy hauler part of it. And there was a fridge in the garage, too. There was mm -hmm. a king-size... I'm sorry, that. Two full-size beds in the garage that had a piece that you'd put between the two full-size beds to make it into, as he was fond of telling us... A king and a half. A king and a half. Orgy well, Central, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all the black vinyl you'd ever want to experience. Yeah, that, that thing was Diamond plate and tie-down straps. Yeah. Ah. Can you say swinger party? 
Yeah. Oh boy. Did you guys yeah. find the Clorox bottle in the side? <laughs> you could have spread eagled Maynute Ball on the back of that fucking head. I mean, it was fucking big. Are you sure you didn't find like a ball gag somewhere? Well, no, a couple. The question is, who finds a ball gag somewhere? So, yeah, and then above the garage, there was my sleeping area, and which had its own television, which had its own climate control system, which, you know, all those things. Which I had a semi-spiral staircase to get up into that because mm. why not? It's a camper. Uh, it was really cool. It was a baller camper. We had all the cool stuff. Yet for some reason, Henry still wanted to sleep on the floor. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? I was just used to sleeping in uh, campsites. Used to does not mean should always. Or yeah. Have to, yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm used to sleeping in prison, but God damn, when I get out, <laughs> better bed the whole way, man. The uh, so yeah, we had plenty of space. We had plenty of room. For some reason, a battery switch didn't work right, so we had to run the generator all the fucking time. It wasn't which, that loud, really. No, it was a very quiet generator. Yeah. It was a very nice generator. But you the rule is... A, a five-minute turn-in-the-RV story at some point? Well, hold on. The rule is, if you're going to run a generator, you got to run the air conditioning, too, because it would be a sin to run the generator without running the air conditioning. We nearly experienced hypothermia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going out yeah. and checking. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, I'm from though. California. Come on, man. We were watching people go by that were just sweating and melting and covered in mud, and we were in there mixing cocktails, eating <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. No shit. There, there was something crazy about walking in from like the this sweltering, like just depressing <coughs> heat, and just having it go away. Yeah, like it just went away. So when we brought the camper home last night, we were very careful about cleaning it up. We did, we we want to be able to have the privilege of renting this camper again. So we really cleaned the living hell out of it. Make it nicer than you found it is kind of the idea. And we did. Everybody respected it during the week, somebody too. Clean it too, right? It, we do, we, when you do rent one of those, you do pay a cleaning fee, right? But the idea is, hey, if we can throw a, you know, a good clean on it, right? And everybody was super respectful. Yeah, everybody treated it, it really well. And we cleaned up all the gear. And it came with all the gear. It came with all the anti-gravity chairs, zero-gravity chairs. It came yeah. with... a. a a Coleman, it came with a really cool gas grill. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a Coleman, that was a Weber gas grill. Yeah, it was really cool. It was neat. Like it's it had really high, it was, really it was a really high end grill. And so were all the chairs. Mm -hmm. So it came with a lot of high quality gear. So bless him for fucking hooking us up with a proper rig. Mm -hmm. Well, we returned it today, and I mean, I really went over it. Like, you know, there was a little, little scuff on it. I cleaned it up, polishing compound, the whole deal, like made sure it was perfect. Took it back to him today. He's great. He's walking up to the camper mad. Like, mad. Before he even gets in the back door, he's mad. Oh. And I pulled up in front of his house. I'm going to let him back it in because it's a residential area. And he's mad. And this is a very nice guy. And he's like, yeah, well, uh, so I see there's one thing we got to talk about. Well, this is going to be good. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck did we do wrong? And he goes, yeah. He goes, there was a louvered cover on that cover where the where the uh AC is for the garage. There was a louvered cover on there. I, it must have fucking blown off. No, it can't blow off. You can see that it, would, it clips right on there. It's a louvered cover. Where the hell did you lose it? You must have hit something. You must have hit a tree. Which is every RV owner's nightmare, by the way. Right. Mm. Is some idiot runs into the Denny's or the Wendy's drive-thru <laughs> or the 10-8 bridge or whatever, right? Well, he's just lying. Now he's just looking for the damage that took off the louvered cover. I'm telling you, dude, I've never, never saw a louvered cover. But Crash, remember when we were picking that RV up? 
Mm-hmm. And remember how I went around? I took all those pictures yeah. before we picked it up. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Turns out the RV he had before this one had a louvered cover. Oh. Ah. So did you get the, oh shit, I'm sorry about that. No, I got the, huh, huh. I must have been thinking about the other one. What? <laughs> and then I got the, well, he goes, you know, I guess I'll give you all those generator hours for free, seeing as how the inside power didn't work. The interior battery power didn't work. I said, you're fucking right, you will, pal. <laughs> that was it. And uh, and that's what that's what it turned into. And we, he ended up, he was chilled out, but you could tell his blood pressure was up. Yeah. And it was weird because he must have been working on the yard, and he had one of those Bluetooth speaker things like you got me, like a little mm. Bluetooth frog thing. And he had that like hanging on his belt. And it was playing like ACDC, pretty fucking loud. <laughs> so he shows up, comes into the camper where I'm being real careful to wipe off all my fingerprints. And mm. he comes in rocking out to some like aggro, proper like dope smoking, butt poking music. Yeah. He owns an RV made by Thor called the Outlaw. Just saying. With the <laughs> Anal Thor Outlaw. <laughs> yes. The yeah. Anal Thor Outlaw. With the with biggest giant Harley, skulls the biggest on Harley, it. Yeah, the biggest Harley, Harley sticker. skull sticker on it. Absolutely. Yeah, and the extra Thor Outlaw mud flap, corner to corner, eight and a half feet wide, diamond plated with chains and truck nuts. So, <laughs> for real, yeah. But he, so that was cool, and like we parted excellent friends after that. So that was great. But it's, so it's just one of those things. If you are going to rent an RV for somebody, take fucking thing. pictures before you pick it up. Before Even you with take cars, it I do that with cars or anything. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's damage on your car, take pictures of it. Just a thing to let you know if you're going to rent. I got this through RV Share. It was about 400 bucks a day for a house that's way nicer than I live in. So I, I do strongly I'm pretty sure the bathroom it. is bigger than yours. Yeah, I think you're right. Like yeah. The bathroom was huge. Yeah, because you could sit on the toilet and, that and not hit your knees on the tub. Right, and you right. didn't have to get up into the tub to get off to the, get toilet. the toilet. get off the toilet. Like, at your place, you got to slide the shower yes, door aside do. so that you can stand up off the yes. shitter. So, <laughs> welcome to 1950 construction. Team. Right? <laughs> so, just the garage, the dorm room that I lived in, which yeah. was a brand new dorm room that year when I yeah. was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. Two people lived in that room. Yeah. Not only was there more space inside the garage, yeah. the fridge inside the garage was bigger than the fridge oh, that yeah. we lived out of. And that was the garage fridge. The, I don't, in the garden you got a fridge. fridge in college? <laughs> I, had to, I had to bring my own, but it was smaller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the in the RV fridge and freezer and stuff, that was all fantastic. I mean, I I loved every second of it. Yeah. But that just like that was that moment. Just take pictures. We lived Great life. guy, just take pictures. Yeah. What's that? We lived a life. Man. Yes, we did was, live a life. The air conditioning I'm, alone was worth four hundred dollars. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's I have an old shitty RV, but yeah. it, that air conditioner that worked. Tip and top. I, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time we go camping mid July, it's like, God, I just fucking love the air. Yeah. <laughs> I won't have anything no. that doesn't have air. No, that's exactly it. If you told me that I had to camp in a tent for a month, I'd figure out a way to put air conditioning in it. <laughs> yeah. There's this, just this no company about it. has to be taking bigger yeah. companies out of the, like what air, RV share? Yeah. This well, is the Airbnb of RVs. But it's yeah. insane the prices. It is the it is insane. Like there's no reason to just go camping anymore. <laughs> really not. You mean I could go to Walmart and I could buy a tent, or for the exact same money I could rent something with air conditioning? Right. right. It it does feel that way. So it was a great experience. So anybody who <clears throat> wants to travel, that RV share is a really really good way to do it. So you know, bing. Uh, I, you're not paying us, but maybe you should. The uh, just need something to tow it. Yeah. About the AMA Vintage Days itself, from the second we got down there. Our AMA representative took fucking care of us. She went above and beyond the call of duty, making sure that we got the right location to be in. All the information that we needed, the passes and everything went really smoothly. 
I was very impressed with their level of organization. You showed up in that baller RV. She was very impressed with you. Well, she's met us when it was still a school bus. Okay. <laughs> she, she met us at school bus. Right. If you can't handle me at school bus, you don't deserve me at RV. The, uh, the, and, yeah, Serena does a really good job. And she, she coordinates all that stuff to be able to give people who actually ride motorcycles and join the AMA because they're enthusiasts to give them reasons to go to the fucking vintage days, which is pretty badass. Uh, I had to do some seminars. Turns out, you know how you can tell when somebody doesn't like you and you're doing a seminar? They put you in the first one. <laughs> if they really don't like you, they put you in the last one. Would you like to guess which seminars I had? Yeah. <laughs> the first one and the last one. Bookends. Uh, apparently I'm Johnny Bookends over here. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say, despite that, we had a full house for the first one, which the air conditioning in the tent, I did just say air conditioning in the tent. That's how white we are. Um, white tent and air conditioning in it. But the air conditioning in the tent wasn't working, and yet the people stayed for the whole fucking one hours on, you know, we only had $1 worth of gas. Uh, we only had $1 dollars worth of gas. Uh, people stayed for... The one-hour carburetor spiel that I gave and asked really good questions. And uh, they shouldn't have known the jig was up when they saw me pull up in a zero shirt on a zero. And I'm about to give a speech on carburetors. Yep. I will give you the best thing you can do for your carburetor. Convert it into a zero. So that's foreshadowing, right? That was foreshadowing, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it was cool. And then at the end of the whole event, when everything had chilled out and gone away, then the last seminar the official last seminar was me as well and we talked about gasoline and we had a full house for that shit and then the heckler showed up which was great you guys did a good job i appreciate it uh that was cool but it was fun and like the seminar thing went really well so that was cool uh, i got to see the wall of death who, who did see the wall of death yeah i saw the outside awesome. of the wall of death. you saw the outside yeah. of the wall of death you don't need to climb those stairs it, it's it almost <laughs> never stops going yeah I think those guys probably did 9 million laps of the Wall of Death just last weekend. Those guys put on such a show on really old motorcycles that sound really janky until they're going sideways. Yeah. And when they're going sideways, they run perfectly. Well, aren't the manifolds like they are 45 degree elbows? I saw that when I was looking at their bikes, how their, their carbs were all dialed in for an operating angle of about, you know, 81 degrees or something. Yeah, it was really cool. It Did you get fun. any pictures of the Wall of Death? I didn't get any pictures. I went up and as I soon got as a I... Video. Yeah, you got a few. I got a bunch of videos. Yeah. I, Can you send those to me? As soon yeah. as I climbed up to the top of the stairs, I was like, oh, yeah, because I was doing the seminar and the seminar was over and I heard the noise mm. just starting when I was wrapping up my seminar. So I ran over there real quick, climbed the stairs. I climbed to the top of the stair, got to the top, looked into the Wall of Death, and a dude's hand almost hit me in the face <laughs> because he was high-fiving well, well above the safety line. Like, he was high-fiving that a good audience member could have changed his spark plug when he went by. <laughs> like, he was way too close for safety. Safety was the last concern. Getting dollar bills was definitely well, the top concern. Yeah. So those dudes earn pay. When the, one dude rides with the bent handlebar yep. so he can hold the bike yep. and then grab dollar bills yep. from people. The other hand top. is, he's a one-handed yeah. rider. He rides one-handed just so he can collect bills with the other hand. So the when I went in 2016, yeah. he had his 
left hand yeah. on the right side right, of the handlebar right on the yeah. throttle. Exactly. Grabbing the handlebars. I didn't have a pen I didn't have two pennies to rub together. I just bought the world's dumbest motorcycle. So you gave me your underwear. Hundred dollars. <laughs> and I gave him five dollars yeah. that was like meant a lot to me at that time. <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever it's seen. It's fucking cool, man. And the thing they tell you, it's not named the wall of duff because they might die. It's when the bike goes off and kills all the kills audience Kills all the spectators. Members. Oh, it's, it's everybody else. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's There's like a Le Mans 1955 scenario. Should have leaned in for a kiss. Leaned in for a kiss. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't get any pictures of it this year. And yeah. it was like, that was like the one kind of Harley-centric thing that was there. So I, I got up today to work on like... So I'm writing about it for HD forums, right. and I got up today to write about it, and I'm yeah. still like, oh, fuck, I miss the wall of death. Yeah. But I got to fit in like two or three whole paragraphs about the real star of AMA Vintage Days, the reason why we didn't all go to the wall of death together. Oh. That one time, which one? the little engine oh, that could, the little, the little could. diesel engine that could, that pulled out a half-ton yeah. American yeah. Dodge Ram pickup truck. <laughs> a half-ton is what it can carry. Two tons is what it weighs. Uh, that it's more than that. Yeah, the high ace, the high ace was. I love that little fucker. That <laughs> high ace is now is my new best buddy. Like I may not ever be able to sell that truck. That high ace was air conditioned comfort. I'm starting to tear up a little bit. I've never seen a swap shop ever. No Look, man, anything we've ever done in the mud, we could still do it in the mud. We could just do it with air conditioning in the front <laughs> and the rear in two wheel drive. In two-wheel drive. <laughs> stuck. And a cooler. We never got stuck in two-wheel drive. We never lowered the tire pressures. When we saw that, when we saw the size of the truck we had to pull out, I was like, let's put it in four low. And then, turns out, we could open the doors, the front doors, where the driver and passenger sit, and just reach down, like where your taint is, and just twist the locking hubs. You don't have to get out. Fuck putting a button on the dashboard and the electric hubs that don't work. And if you forgot to put your cotton gloves on before you did Oh, yeah, there you go. When you reach down the, the, to, to turn the hubs, you could just take some Purell so Purell. you didn't have to touch the, the, the pores and the pig shit. <laughs> it was so funny. We put it in four low. We engaged the locking hubs. We sat inside drinking our drinks, enjoying our AC. Sleepy in the back opened up the, the rear gunner's hatch, handed out the Smitty-built recovery strap, and said, I'm not getting muddy. <laughs> John was on the ground. John was coordinating the thing. Barefoot. Barefoot. Up to my knees and shit. Up to his knees and big shit. And as soon as I rolled down the window in the Grey Poupon moment, I looked out and the smell hit me and I was like, God, it smells bad down here. Because the inside of our vehicle still smelled like Japanese new car smell. And so yeah, once everything was hooked up, that little goddamn truck... It, I, it didn't idle it out. It did require application of throttle. But that's the third or fourth obscenely large vehicle it's pulled out of mud, including, yep. was it your RV? Yeah. Your, your RV, right? So yeah, it pulled your RV out. That little goddamn thing with, I think it might have 130 horsepower. But it's got gearing. It's got it's torque. Got the torque. It's got torque. And it's besides got, like it's it's got <laughs> Besides <laughs> tightening the, the yeah. strap, there was no other like bumps or buckles. Oh, no, it no, just no. Was like, I was scared whoever was going to hook it up was going to hook it up to my spare tire carrier underneath the vehicle. Yeah. And I made sure I communicated that to them. You did a good job. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's only one thing under that looks like you hook anything to it. And it's not the spare tire carrier. But yeah, it was hooked up beautifully and it just magically pulled it out. The guys with the Suzuki Samurai, Jordan and those kids, 
Holy shit, they pulled out. They said 43 vehicles they pulled out. Wow. Yep, with a Suzuki Samurai Fuck. running on a... Toyota? Toyota... Uh, no, he said he didn't. Four runner axles. He said four he, runner. Yeah, he had four runner axles. Yeah. He has a, the 22R from another Toyota that oh, he's yeah. ready to swap Yeah, in but he is running on a stock motor now. Yeah. 1.3 yeah. liter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, less motor than a lot of the bikes there. Yeah, my KTM has that size. Motor. <laughs> but, but also, maybe that's the solution: get a paddle tire, bring it down, and start pulling people out with the KTM. Oh, the KTM. Oh, but to get an pull? idea of how bad it was down there, yeah. do you guys remember when we were up by the swap shop and there was the tractor with the tractor pulling the oh, tractor yeah. and trying to pull the RV? I've never seen that. Before. <laughs> yeah. I have never seen a daisy chain. Not just. I mean, the four-wheel drive tractor that was trying to pull that RV was the top-of-the-class, top-of-the-line four-wheel drive tractor. Big. You know a four-wheel drive tractor is commercial grade when the front tires are almost as big as the back tires. Mm -hmm. Now, little Deer Johns and stuff can have the little front tires, and they'll be four-wheel drive too, but those are mostly for looking at. This thing had all the aggro tires on it, and then it had another aggro... Yeah. ...thing hooked to it. Those are two backhoes. The two backhoes were fighting with each other. Yeah. And what was happening is backhoe number one was trying to rip backhoe number two in half. Yep. And all that's happening is they were twisting yep. the frame on the world's second biggest RV. You just got to go like this with the bucket and go. But, but here was the crazy part. When we passed <laughs> yeah. it. Start crawling it out. Yeah. They should have just pulled with it. When we passed it. Drag it out with the bucket itself. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. were trying right. to make it go backwards through three feet of mud. And yeah. then in front of the RV was like a beautiful like grass, nothing there. I don't know. I, that was really bizarre. The best, the best thing about that photo yeah. is that just how ominous the sky looked. The sky oh, yeah. That's the direction yeah. that right. the storm was moving in. So it was like perfectly sunny and oh, yeah. nice. We were standing in the sun, and the and basically Mother Nature was like, you guys have 30 minutes to figure this out. Otherwise, it's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah you're going to need a whole different type of vehicle in about 30 minutes. And yeah, it delivered too. So uh, the other thing we discovered is when it rains really hard, that's the second time to take the high house, high ace out. Don't go to the campsite. Go to the swap meet, mm. and you can shop in air conditioned comfort. <laughs> yeah. It is like Amazon.com, except it doesn't take two days. You're driving around <laughs> buying vintage motorcycle parts from the air conditioned comfort of your own personal troop vehicle. And the high that. ace is narrow, so we were fitting down the narrow aisleways. No problem. I did that with my Jeep, though, one year. Yeah. I, me and my buddy, it was, like, so hot. That year, I, I was laying under the table. You were laying like, under the oh, table, oh, under the uh, under, under the, the easy up. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, I jumped in my truck. I'm sitting there. Then my buddy jumps in. He's like, oh, God, it's so fucking hot out. And we're, like, drinking a beer. We're like, well, might as well go for a drive. <laughs> 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 took a Better get some air over this air I mean, condenser for coil. two hours, all we did was cruised around mid-Ohio, did the whole swap meet, went to the back of the track, came back around. Up and down every aisle in the campground, just fucking two hours. Yeah. And it was refreshing. And I didn't regret it for one minute. Well, we had gotten word about some crazy fucking traffic jam from one of the AMA employees mm. that had sort of taken all the way from the gate all the way to Lexington, like a two-hour or two... Five mile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two-mile, three-mile backup because everybody tried to exit the goddamn place at wow. once, and there's sort of a pinch point going to Lexington where three roads come into one. And we'd had the heads up to not even bother trying to leave. So fortunately on our rescue mission, or one of our missions, John gave us like 24 chicken wings and, th and thighs, or yeah. wings and whatever. Just those were whole wings. Whole wings? They yeah. were whole wings. And, and the ribs. And then a bunch of ribs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those were beef ribs that I made for the 4th of July. Thank you, John. Oh, wow. Those were incredible. Yeah. So yeah. we had nothing else to eat. So we had no carbs. And Bagel would have approved. They did approve. 
but we went back to the campsite. <laughs> well, yeah, we went back to the campsite and got that grill out and found uh, garlic salt, Italian seasoning, salt and pepper. You know what? Thirty minutes later, in low heat, yeah, we were happy. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. were remarkably satisfied. I was, I was the best the wings all weekend. Yeah, we did. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> I'm serious. It was really good. It was delicious. Well, while you guys were eating that, I was having steak. Potatoes, coleslaw, <laughs> so, and the crazy beans, which the crazy I scarfed beans up were the, the last yeah. bit of those and brought those to mm-hmm. just to try to yeah. help supplement. The crazy, the crazy beans did help, and then we had snacks and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. We 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 gorged ourselves on ice cream. I was stuffed that night. Good, <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, really did you bring good. the uh, did you so bring happy. the candy from? No, that, it didn't oh, work out that we ended up back there. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Uh, it was I. We blamed Henry. He was the last one out of the house. Yeah, it's true. Take everything so personally. So yeah, so Henry, when did you get there? I got there uh, Thursday night at like 9.30 or something. Was it raining when you showed up? No, I looked out. Because there was a rainstorm you somehow didn't get hit by. I know. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Because there was a full-on, full-on game changer that that came through Thursday night where we tied everything down extra hard. Uh, We had a swap meet space and we had our little camping area. And we tied everything down extra super duper not to repeat the great easy up migration of 2017. <laughs> and by God, man, you, when you showed up, I was just shocked that you were there because I, it felt like a twister anti-M. And then you showed up, you were remarkably dry. Yeah. <laughs> For this, a minute. <laughs> didn't the same thing happen with Bagel when, when he rode yeah. in? Also, he was bone yeah, dry. Yeah, Bagel showed up bone oh, dry. Yeah. So apparently and the misfits... We well bring done. some of that California you, weather with yes. us. Yeah. <laughs> you got a gold so, bubble around the place. Apparently the Santa Cruz just travels with you. <laughs> so when, when Henry rode so in, sunny day in, you're Santa like, Cruz. we'll meet you up by the gate in like a silver, you know, I'll take another rolling rock, thank you very much. Uh, we'll meet you in the silver Toyota toaster van. Yes. So we go up to the gate, and you're next to like practically knocking on the window uh-huh. of a USDM spec oh, okay. silver like 1985 Toyota van. Mm-hmm. The only other Toyota 4x4 van in America was one car ahead of me. Uh-huh. And, Henry, and Henry was yeah. like, Henry was like, this has got to be Phil's shit. Look at it. It's yeah. weird. And then I pull yeah. in, I see a guy who looks a lot older with a beard. Yeah. The driver's seat, like, that's not Phil. That's not Phil. At least not this year. <laughs> so we were like, I, I told him, I was like, look at this. Henry is literally tapping on the window of the other Toyota 4x4 van. <laughs> the only other Toyota 4x4 van. Yeah. And I had to get out, and I was like, hey, we're back here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was like, it was good. But yeah, that was great. So what happened? Your trip, Santa Cruz. Yep, I rode out from Santa Cruz. Right. I first I rode down south to see my parents in Orange County. Okay. And then I rode up north since I had a little bit of time on the trip. I figured, hey, I might as well go to Yellowstone. Never been there before. <laughs> and then as I'm going through Idaho on the freeway, I had my visor up and a bug flew into my helmet and hit me like right in the face just above the eye on my eyebrow like just above my eyebrow. And I'm like, ah oh, fuck and I scrape it away and I kinda see hints of yellow and black, and I'm allergic to bees, so... I think you still have a dent in your... Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> so, you still got it all right. The stung bump. <laughs> so, What's the first thing that go, comes into a bee's mind when it hits you in the eye? It's ass. It's ass. <laughs> so I book it to... <laughs> I book it to, like, a Walgreens and just buy it. They don't ha- I couldn't find the Benadryl, so I just buy, like, 
cortisol and apply right. it on my yeah. face and find a campsite as soon as I can for the night. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm doing all right because it's mm. about hour or two in and I don't have like my face. You're still in Idaho at that point? Mm -hmm. I'm wow. still in Idaho. My face isn't like super swelled up or anything. And but I did sleep. you have to use like a uh, band-aid? That was uh, two days later. Oh. So the I cap in the site and then I wake up and then the next day I feel super shitty and sick and I drive maybe like 40 miles until I'm in like a West Yellowstone and I go and f I get some breakfast and I realize like it's not going to be fucking safe. <laughs> try and keep it's on not riding. Be safe. <laughs> so if I take my helmet off. I can't put it back on. I was about to say, <laughs> no, my face. No, my face isn't bloated at this right. point. And would you say that at that point you you said you were feeling ill, like sick? Yeah, I was sick. You were actually sick, mm -hmm. like nauseous. Like I had a temperature and everything. You were like running that. temperature. Holy Felt shit! Like shit. So wow. I just found like an overpriced motel in Yellowstone and stayed there for a whole day. Wow. And then. The next day, I wake up and I look in, like I can't feel like I can't open my right eye up all the way. And I look in the mirror, and it's like a quarter of me has become the elephant man. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's like the movie Hitch. <laughs> 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 and for the yeah. listeners at home, Henry's an extraordinarily attractive young man. I am a man. Okay. So, <laughs> the fact that Henry's an extraordinarily attractive young man. You should lead into the tragedy that is this one particular hornet state. I am not an animal. If you were a stripper, you couldn't have gone to work the next day, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, but I look, but I look in my face, and my eye is like hardly, I can hardly keep my eye open. In fact, I can't. You look like but, Tyson smacked the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Holy wow. shit, Henry. Oh, my God, Here, dude. pass that around. Oh my god, you're so, two different in this picture you're two different kinds of Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you laughed and didn't punch me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Why are we looking at a picture of Rocky Dennis? <laughs> so, Damn. So he actually might be Siberian in that picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you use that as your Tinder profile picture yeah. and get oh. laid. Are you into it? I'm into it. <laughs> but, so my face you know my face looks fucking terrible but mm. i feel great okay day. so you felt better yeah but you couldn't see out of your fucking right eye i couldn't see out of one you of my eyes tape it open it looks like yeah i used so, a stereo strip holding his fucking yeah, eye so open. i just i just took a band-aid from my first aid kit and i used it to keep my <laughs> oh eye my open <laughs> so well, at least take some of the weight off of it yeah, coach huh? coach yeah. you gotta cut me i can still fight you gotta cut me <laughs> And I wrote, I think Get I out of it, Rocky! <laughs> yeah, I did almost 600 miles that day. Holy shit! Which, by the way, Idaho and Montana are fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah they're yeah. big. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody ever lets you, un let nobody lets you in on the joke that Idaho and Montana are big. Yeah. They're bigger than you think they are. Yeah. On the map, the map doesn't make them look big enough. On the map, they should be much bigger. Because if you can get across Montana in an day, mm -hmm. you're hustling. Yeah, oh, I was Mon hustling. Montana, clearly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that a is that a police motorcycle you're riding? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that tends to help. Yeah, it doesn't hurt the fact that when you look in the rearview mirror, that's five zero. Like your bike <laughs> is two red pop can tops. Like two, if you went through, like any fast food restaurant and got a red pop can top or a red soda cup top mm -hmm. and a blue soda top. And just taped them to the front oh. of your motorcycle. A Coke can and a Pepsi can away. Yes, like on those, <laughs> like on those two things that used to hold yellow or like flashing 
red and blue lights, uh -huh. just get a Coke pan and a Pepsi can and jam them down on there. Because you pop a quick look in the rear view, <laughs> you are 5-0. Yeah. You are oh, I should do that when I get back home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Lane but. splitting wherever the fuck you want, California. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. So yeah. how long did it take the swelling to go down? What is it? Uh, the neck, actually, by the end of the day, the swelling had gone down considerably. Pretty much well, just, in tire from, just in time for you to flat tire. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, the issues keep on coming, huh? Yeah, the next the next day I was going through uh, North Dakota, and I'm going through everything's fine. It's all flat and boring and kind of shit. And then I get into Fargo, past Fargo, into uh, Minnesota, I think. Yeah. And as I'm switching, as I'm changing lanes, the front end just goes into a sudden head shake, all, all of a sudden, and it keeps on happening every time I just move slightly left to right. And like, yeah, the bike's a little down, but this has never happened before. So I pull into a rest stop, and at first I'm thinking it's like something with the front tire. So I pull over, I kind of kick the tire, check the pressure, mm -hmm. and everything is fine. I didn't see any, anything wrong. So I get back on the on-ramp, and as soon as I'm going, the rear, like, I can, sorry, I can fine. feel it. The rear end is just fucking, it is gone. There was something wrong, there was something terribly wrong with this motorcycle. So pull off again as soon as I can. This time I know it's the rear tire. And I check and there's a fucking nail in the uh, rear tire. Of course, I have a plug kit with me and like a portable air compressor. And I try fishing out the nail, but it's not working. It just keeps on going deeper and deeper. And eventually I'm like, fuck it. And I start looking around at dealerships uh, for to see if anybody can help me out, if anybody can put a patch kit or something like yeah. that. And you're way west of Minneapolis at this point. Like you're like mm -hmm. just barely into Minnesota. Right? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm still technically in. Yeah, I'm still technically in uh, Fargo. Okay. And this is the day before the Fourth of July. It's around like five o'clock. Holy uh, shit! Dealerships are about to close down. Yeah. And there's only two motorcycle dealerships, and I call up one of them. It was an Indian motorcycle dealership in Fargo, and said, "Yeah, bring it down." Okay. So, uh, after my fuckery, the tire has no air in it mm -hmm. at all. So I ride. A completely flat tire about seven miles to wow. the dealership man and when i and i get there was it staying on the beat at least it stayed on the beat thank, thank god goodness. wow that's amazing it stayed on the beat <laughs> what do you think what's the maximum speed you think that you might have been going riding seven miles i did not go a mile per hour above 35. Hmm. That's wow. 15 miles an hour too fast. Yeah. 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 My usual rule is when you're on a tire this flat, never go faster than you want to fall off. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to fall off. I was going to say you're a But lot he's a lot lighter than I am. So I think he can double that. <laughs> but yeah. But like, your bike's also loaded down. You, you're traveling across country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. probably. Yeah. On a 700 like, pound motorcycle. Yeah. 700 pound <laughs> motorcycle with like 80 pounds worth of gear okay. in the back of it. Yeah. Like when I pulled into the dealership, it was just completely flat at this point, and I touched the tire, and it felt as hot as like when you touch brake rotors, like just after you make oh, a hot yeah. stop wow. on a bike. Wow! And I super lucked out. The dealership just happened to have a tire that fit my bike. I'm riding an ST1300, uh -huh. which great bike, weird ass tire size. Really? Is it weird? Yeah, it's like a 16 front or something like okay, that, and well, then kind of similar story for the rear. Really? Uh, yeah, because I wasn't sure what the ST ran, because I know like the whole world runs on 180 by, you know, a 180 by 50 by 17 on the rear is pretty much the planet of sport bikes. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wasn't sure what, you know, because it is one of those things that if you ride a motorcycle that has kind of an off size, yeah, 
you know, we let people call us all the time. I'm riding cross country. I'm in a super bad spot. I got a bad tire. I need help, and I'm 40 miles away from you. You got a tire, and I'll, it'll always be some fucking size, like some 16-inch rear or something that I don't have. Yeah. And then I call every dealer in the area because I'll go hustle and go pick up a tire anywhere else, so you can get on the road. And yeah, there are tires that are just unfucking findable. You know, mm-hmm. if you're on a PC800 and you blow the rear tire, <coughs> you're just gonna die. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You better just get run Gorilla Tape the whole way around that tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tried that. That didn't work. <laughs> have you uh, Have you seen that? What is it? Garage 54. Oh. There's this Russian YouTube channel oh, called yeah. Garage 54, and they, and they did it? rubber band tires, what? and it did fine. At lo- they wrapped a wheel, a steel wheel, with like thousands of yeah. rubber bands. They they something like 36 hours yeah. straight yeah. of like two or three guys wrapping rubber bands around this wheel. Besides that, these guys have done magnetic suspension where they put uh, giant neo-magnets against each other right. for rear suspension. They've done wooden pistons. How long will they last? My Something favorite is, one is they have a Leda that they have a, four, a 1.3 four-cylinder yeah. stock Leda engine. Then they put a cradle coming out the front with another four-cylinder And I'm Leda working engine. 62 hours a week. <laughs> then they did an. I think they got up to sixteen cylinders. I think they have up to four Leda engines just on the front of, with like extra wheel, like training wheels coming off the front to support the weight. Oh, <laughs> I think I think it's one radiator for all of them. They yeah. just all share a <laughs> system. If I'm remembering right, they're the seriously. They are our comp. We're using their shit to get to our space station these days. <laughs> Just yeah. reminding you, we're using their. Yeah, shit. they made four Leda engines but running here to get to our space station. But, but this that's the is, thing; it's working. Yeah, it's working. It but, but you yeah. have to understand that there's these are five five guys that somehow kind of have a shop. Yeah. And they get really fucked up on vodka and then come up with stupid It's a really bizarre do. Cleveland Moto like analog. Yeah. It's like it it's is. like if we were Russian and into car like really shitty cars. In, instead of motorcycles. Okay. Hey man, Russian winters are long. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah it is Russian enough time to put four later engines But the on. best but part is the, the guy that overdubs it, he tries to put their personality in with the overdub. Oh, and the he overdub. does a really good job yeah, of it too. Yeah, he does a good job, yeah. Um, but they did rubber band tire, yeah. and it did fine, yeah. and I think once they got above like 20 miles an hour, it started to shred. Okay. And so naturally, what they did to get rid of it ceremoniously was a burnout. Oh, of course. And it was the most mag- like magical, colorful burnout. <laughs> it was kind of like each a... each failure became a rubber brand, rubber band projectile. Yeah, so you remember when you were a kid and you'd go like through the car wash with your parents and like all the multicolored like shit would go on your car? Yeah. It was like that, yeah. but They're shooting out of a wheel well at a million, yeah. you know, Hundred miles an hour. They also did duct tape. Duct tape did fairly well. I'm well. pretty the sure duct tape tire did really good. Yeah, yeah. So, you got a new tire in what? In, in, Fargo, in Fargo, uh North Dakota. An Indian dealership. Yeah, the Indian dealership really helped me out. Oh, like, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Did they? Uh, were you? Did you manage to arrive during business hours? Yeah, I arrived mm-hmm. like forty-five minutes before they closed. And they squeezed in. Yep. On the day before Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. What's it's, the name of their dealership? It, it fucking. Hell. Okay, I'll give them a second <laughs> to look it up. If I because I've been in this position before. We've stayed open hours to help people who were like mm-hmm. on the side of the road or trapped. And a big long weekend like Fourth of July weekend to any dealership that will to look to somebody who's in a bad spot and go fuck it we're gonna help this guy uh, <coughs> that really is the game we talked to the guys that were pulling uh, people out with that samurai mm-hmm. and they pulled out forty three forty four people and I asked him I said I said dude how many what are you charging he goes nothing it's mid Ohio mm-hmm. look he's yeah. beating the shit out of his truck 
He's covered in poop. <clears throat> Right? I mean, covered in I well, never the saw what color that, that thing truck was. He's feeling like a hero, though. He was feeling, yeah. oh, yeah. dude, he got the he Johnny Big Dick Award. Yeah. Well, he did not have to what? pay for any beer. Yeah, Big Dick I hope he never pays for a beer well, again in his life. The day before <laughs> yeah. he didn't, when I went down to see what was going on, to see if we were going to venture down there, I was kind of yeah. a reconnaissance thing. Yeah. When I got down there, there was all these people covered in mud, looked like a mud concert. And then Dan from <laughs> Louisville concert. was had his sailor cap on. Yeah. He was oh, half yeah. naked Captain with his Dan. arms up like this, covered in mud with like a mud facial, Captain screaming Dan. at the top of his lungs as they drove through the uh, the roundabout racetrack. Yes. And I was like, yeah, he's got this handled. <laughs> he's got this handled. <laughs> I believe the entertainment. What's that? I did see more than one naked Get rider. Get out of here. Yeah. Really? Yeah, a, guy came, uh, a guy came right in front of us, wow. butt, butt naked. I heard a chick, I don't know if he tried to grab her or something like that, but yeah, she okay. pushed him down, yeah. and his naked ass flopped in the mud right in front of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fell off his, you know, P, PW50 that he was riding around. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, the mud was Which was very appropriate. But that was the other thing. So he gets up, his whole left side is... He's one color of human on this side. The other, you know, it's like, oh, it made you biracial. <laughs> the now. messed up part, the mud was so deep and so rutted oh, that when God. you looked, this was like guys were floating along because the bikes were underneath the mud. Oh, okay. Like oh, it was so just like, like a couple of handlebars and a dude going. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> so did you find the name of the? Yep, the dealership is called Wheels Incorporated. Wheels yeah. Incorporated. Wheels Incorporated. Dude, they Indian fucking did you a solid, man. They yeah. fucking did. That's really fucking cool. I'm glad yeah. that they did that. Big shout out to Wheels Incorporated. Yeah. That's a that's a serious fucking thing that, you know, you got to remember that it's business, but it's also human. So, yeah. you know, we're all we are all in this together. And I saw a lot of that. Um, we were driving out heading for heading for dinner, and we saw a uh, brand new BMW. <laughs> oh. K sixteen hundred GTL G- fully loaded. GTL damn near on its top. <laughs> Like, kickstand sunk into the mud. It got tired, and and it laid down and took a nap, and it had a sticker on it. Look, he may be German, but he's adorable when he's sleeping. (laughs) Uh, What did the sticker on the back of it say, Do I look like I give a fuck? (laughs) (laughs) With your $30,000 motorcycle He had a Moto Ohio license plate bracket, and a sticker underneath that said D-I-L-L-A-G-F. It was a Dillagaff sticker. And, but I had to turn my head sideways to read it. I thought maybe that one of those Jeep stickers. Like, if you could read, if you could read this, turn me turn over. Turn me over? <laughs> <laughs> and i got to say, here, if you want to know why it's dangerous to have too nice of a bike, because had that been any bike that I felt confident with, I would have stopped the truck, we would have gotten out, and we would have righted the beast, right? We would have pushed the whale back into the water because mm-hmm. that's the way we are around here. Where, where did you see this thing at? In the center aisle okay. of yeah. mid-Ohio. Yeah, overflow yeah. So it at least fell pictures? down onto the grass. Yeah. So, I mean, the worst damage it he's probably going to have is going to be some $19,000 worth of plastic. Yeah. True. Stress cracks. That well, bike's about maybe, maybe he stress cracks yeah. every Tinnaman clip ever. Right. <laughs> maybe he parked it there, but it was really <laughs> wet. And it just like, like the weight just kind of... Oh, no, that's what happened. Just what happened is he parked it on a perfectly good side stand without a perfectly good coaster. You gotta smash a beer. You gotta throw, smash a beer, dude. That's before you park your Look, bike. man, if you're not gonna, if you're not willing to crush a Bud Light, you're not, you shouldn't be parking that big. That's just one where you just call fucking Bank of America yeah, or uh, that's it, or uh, Wells Fargo and say, just come get your bike. If it would have been, well, once again, he just needs to press the black button. 
and deploys the back helicopter. The helicopters will come. <laughs> Where do you want the helicopter to land? You know, I saw as we were leaving one day. There's a designated helicopter landing yes, area. Yes, there is. Absolutely. And I immediately thought, oh, that's for the VMW riders. <laughs> <laughs> Gunter has lost the K bike. <laughs> I wanted to look around for like a 52 to 55 year old guy in high vis. Wouldn't have been that hard to find. <laughs> oh, yeah. Walking around like, hey, bro. <laughs> By the way, it's Chris Smith. Your bike. It's like being at Walmart and saying it's a guy in camo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find the guy here that looks like he owns that bike. Oh shit, we're driving his RV. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's nothing like, like uh, the, the other thing that's kind of funny about some of the guys that you're talking about there is they drive down to Mid Ohio, right? They have bike, like my super team, they have every bag available. You have 750 cubic liters of storage space on their bag, <laughs> yeah. and yet they don't bring clothes to change into. Well, so, like, it's like 107, and they're walking around, and they're like Heinel, Greiken, 1980, fucking half leather, half fucking yeah. whatever gear. You're like, dude, it's part I'm of the thing for leather people. chaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, no yeah. You're the only one that had to wear chaps, as far as I know. <laughs> if I had to get into a suit like that, there would be almost nothing underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> and so what? It's mid Ohio. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that is absolutely true. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's the thing about it. Vintage Days. Is Vintage Days does have that. It does have that. Jesus Christ. Okay, we need to control this shit. And then somebody goes, yeah, okay, you have the floor, Dave. Where would you like to start? And then it goes, okay, uh, no outside liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer, Dave. Right. There is nowhere to start. The madness is happening in 14 different locations every fucking second the place is open. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if you bring in the goddamn National Guard. You can Kent State up in this bitch. It's not going to change it. It's still going to be vintage days. Two hours after they open on Thursday, yeah. looks like the apocalypse. Yes. Or like post-World War III yes. or post-Second Civil War, and the only people that are survived are people with 200cc or smaller. <laughs> <laughs> right. It turns out everybody who had a bike over 200cc's got raptured up. <laughs> We're all that's left. To start a whole new society. I guess, Bang, one stroke at a time. I gotta say, though, there were surprisingly fewer ambulances than you would expect. Yeah. I, I saw one ambulance at one point at the deep, darkest, darkest point of the night. Mm -hmm. And I'm convinced it's somebody who may have suffered an alcohol poisoning situation. Yeah. Or maybe somebody, diabetes or something. Uh, I, it might have been when I left. Yeah, we I saw the ambulance. And it was a guy in a Jeep who I think they got stuck. And I think somebody was trying to push him out and got sprayed in the face because they were lavaging his eyes. Oh, and he was did like, somebody get a little pink shit in their eye? Uh, pink eye. Oh. You know what yeah, man. pink eye forever. There's <laughs> <laughs> no zombies running around there. If like you get pink eye from just being in the world, man, you're going to get all kinds of weird eyes from being in that stuff. So, so Sunday oh. morning when we, we got up, uh, we all kind of, some of us got up kind of early and I looked out and Oscar was coming back. He had been up already for a while. Yeah. Oscar sleeps there. hanging in the closet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sleep. He just no, plugs just in and recharges. Shortly, so we went to get breakfast and stuff, and I stopped at the the good, the really secret shitters in the tower. You know, like secret the, shitters, yeah, yeah, the right? secret shitters. So I'm in there, and I'm you know I'm just I'm doing whatever, cleaning up and doing stuff. And the funniest thing, you forget that there's racing going on. Not you don't forget, but sometimes whatever race going on. So this fucking poor dude. It's now it's about 97 degrees with 185 percent humidity, and this racer who just came off the track. Because, like, he had yeah. his race bike at full tilt coming toward the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then you hear, 
And then the guy's got these sweating leather. She's like, fuck! When he finally made it into the stall, it was like you heard the leathers drop and. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> Mid Ohio is At not. At least an he easy made it course. off the track before he had a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is not an easy course to navigate. I assume much less so when your entire brain is focused. Dude, uh, they tell you. <laughs> they tell you when you take the lap of victory that you'll have a different respect for that track. Yeah. Me and Crash yeah. wrote it, and it was like. Oh yeah, I wrote it. Too. And you wrote it, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And Henry did too. And like you ride around this thing, and like you start to hit these turns, and they're 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 undulating, and the the track surface is not great. And that's the 105 mile an hour turn. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> I've seen 40 year old roads that are better paved than Mid Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on. Oh. You should have seen. The important uh, parts are paved quite. Remember nice. Nelson Legend? Nelson's Legend oh, yeah. was like six years ago. That is. That's. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Absolutely. It was. It's, they resurfaced it though. They right? did. It's, no, it's, they resurfaced it's, portions it, of it. It's. <laughs> it's beautiful now compared to how it was, right. but it is still exactly. you. You have to have the major big dick energy to go yeah. full yeah. tilt. I mean, that, so that, that was my very first time on any racetrack ever, and right. I took the perfect vehicle to do it, the, right. the Vespa GTS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My favorite moment, because you know, they're like... If you got fucking Black Flag. No. No. So <laughs> they give this brief beforehand, like, hey, we're going to do the thing, couple laps, blah, blah, blah. Like, we've had a problem in the past where some people hang way back. And then they blast down the front straight at like 100 miles an hour. And other people are barely going school zone (laughs) speeds. He goes, so if you do that, we're going to give you a flag and you're going to have to come off the track. I was like, which one of those things you just mentioned is the that that's going to get me black flag? Is it the smoke? It sounds to me like both. Yeah. Or either. Also, how many laps do I get? Like, who gives a shit? Right. Oh, it's, it's always a lap, but when you came back, I was like, three laps, and you're like, three laps. And yep. I was like, yes, yeah, always three And that laps. was the yeah. thing that they're like, you'll get black flag, and we're going to talk to you. I'm like, sounds like it's worth it to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to talk to me? Oh, no. I didn't pay to be here, man. Kick me out. Oh, there goes $10. They, did, oh. they black flagged that one dude. That, did they? The, the, the overzealous, like, loud cigar smoking um victory or Harley guy, the big loud pipes, and the oh. big, he had, like, the Daytona shirt with way too many... Like colors and things. Oh, like I didn't see that. The bitch fell off on the back. No, something more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but he did exactly what they said not to do because I was on the grim and my top speed is forty-five miles right. an hour. So I'm just you're locked in. Yeah, you're going what uh, you're gonna go. And so I'm like in the back, you know, just ringing this thing out, trying to. I was actually trying to ride the race line, not that you can go fast, but I was trying right. to stay in the rubber because you want to experience the track. Right. But all these dildos on these other bikes, they're just fucking driving around like they're like looking for parking. And you're like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is a parade lap for history. Well, I get it, but don't so you So racing want... lines should not be part of your vocabulary. I made it to the front. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you were on a Vespa. I was on a, a Chinese grim. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right, you, had, you were doing the best you could. Yeah, you uh, yeah your Vespa can get to like That's... 90 miles an hour in yeah. no time. Yeah. I can confirm that that grim yeah. is faster than a trail hopper. Because we went into the path right, well, yeah. when yeah. people are trying to do like work on their bikes and stuff, right. and we decided that that would the be the official place to race. 1972 oh, yeah. Suzuki Trailhopper top speed, <laughs> going downhill, mm-hmm. held by Cam. Mm-hmm. 
34 miles per hour. And the only reason it was 34 is because I was the only one of us that wore a helmet to attempt the top speed, <laughs> and I had the bubble shield on the front. That oh, they, they also said that was the most disgusting smelling thing. <laughs> I was about to say, the reason you did shield. it too is because you were like you were fucking experiencing a high that hasn't been incensed in 40 years with whatever was coming <laughs> off. Of that that yeah. was that was some serious. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure you have lung cancer now. Yeah, yeah, it smells <laughs> bad. Yeah, it was it was rotten. So the first time we went to put the helmet on, and this was after we had taken. Well, first off, you told us, oh yeah, the the ten dollar tent it's over the $5 there. Five dollar trailer. The, the five dollar trailer. Right. They have a vintage um, Buco three snap visors. Yeah, made in Daytona, Florida, USA, whatever. Yep, made in America. Super cool. I got an orange one and a clear one. So did you? Yep. yep. I took it out of its bag and yep. out of its foam. Yep. That like as soon as the foam yep. was exposed yep. to sunlight was just. <laughs> <laughs> and it would it the worst thing I've ever smelled. Not an exaggeration. Yeah. I've smelled some really like well we had just been in the pig shit. This was worse than the pig shit. So I snapped it on there. I left it in there. We went away for a couple hours to go shopping. I think that was around the time we pulled out Bruce's truck. Yeah. Came back. Still the worst smelling thing ever. I tried to put the helmet on. It takes about 30 years to outgas. Got <laughs> I'm I'm going to up that 30 years from this point. <laughs> Um, I tried putting it on, got it to about mid-cheek level, took it off, gave it to Henry. Henry, how, did, how far did you get? I think you got mid-cheek as well. Yeah. yeah. It just became everybody, oh, smell this. Smell this. If you're a gun fag in the audience, it smells like opening the case on a Mosin in the gun. Oh, yeah. It really does. Oh, yeah. Exactly <laughs> the same. You guys are making fun of it. It smelled exactly to me like sweet, sweet Cosmoline. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It sounded, it, it smelled just like every time I get 660 rounds at 762 by 39. It, it smelled to me like victory in America, courtesy of Russia and China. Yeah. <laughs> I like the... I yeah, like wolf the, ammunition. Wolf, that Steel's jacketed. Wolf. So you put on the helmet, and then you're like, oh, that's terrible. And then you immediately went to sniff it again. <laughs> right after, after taking the helmet off, we were passing the helmet around, like, it's all smelling. It's like, like bong rips. I know, I feel like it was hair. like, it's gotta be like, I, I imagine that's what hard drugs is like. It's like, oh, this is awful. Let me try again, just to make sure. And then, apparently, it did have some sort of hallucinogenic effects, because at that point, we thought it'd be a really good idea uh, to go do top speed runs yeah. on the trail oh, hopper, and our, our sum total of the prep afterwards. For hours. Oh, yeah. And every time you came back, you were on a fucking mission. Like, it was hilarious. You guys would roll back into camp, and another item would be acquired. Well, like, you'd unlock the only some reason goal he in had video the, game. Henry had the idea to make a dustbin fairing to see if we could get the. <laughs> <laughs> not, nowhere did we get the idea to get. A flathead screwdriver and like try to tune no, the no, trail hopper to run not. properly. No. No. It yeah. was lift the. What was that? It was like a. Didn't you. You lifted the cap off of something. There's a the carburetor is inside the engine. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. There's so a there's a cap on the there's a rubber cap. Right. So you would lift. You had you one of the four screws. Adjust, adjust the jacket. Yeah. You had one of or the in four our screws case, in the, the cap. Starting fluid in. So yeah. you would peel it back, <laughs> squirt starting fluid in, and that's how it would start. It tried right. to catch fire the first time yes. I wrote it. Yes. Oh, but for, yeah, first. Before we started doing the top speed runs, we were fucking around in the racers' pits. Yeah, in the paddock. Um, in, with a tire that had, was completely flat, flat. And I was running it at the time, just being an asshole. And I'm coming back to Nick and Cam, 
and I try and go in for, you know, sweet, like, supermoto kind of, like, rear wheel <laughs> spin-outs. <laughs> and I nearly fucking high-sided right. into the camera. Because you weigh six times well, more than the bike does. The You're not a heavy person. The back tire was nearly flat, so yeah, he yeah. came in for this turn way too high. Stop, and it Mom. pulled it in on itself. <laughs> this is, this is, here's the picture. Well, here's the Moments after almost dying. And, and the best part about this, though, is that this, what, what these guys are talking about is the middle high experience because yes. Nick, you brought that to sell and you hated it and you never wanted to see it again. Right. You couldn't wait for the it. thing to fuck but off. But you were ready to sell. Yeah. 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 And then like three days in the yeah. mid-Ohio, this yeah. you guys, this I was started your buying things thing. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna kick you out of my house after I buy you this cool thing. I started thing. buying reflectors and shit. <laughs> it was a totally abusive relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, next year we're going for forty miles an hour at least. Oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna get there, dude. Absolutely. You know what I'm thinking? Full full slipstreamer. I'm yeah. saying you gotta go. You gotta go mm -hmm. full fucking kneeler with that. You know you're gonna have to get into maybe get a bomb casing. We well, should start. Now that I start right now, or in your case maybe a cigar tube. Now that I liberated the uh, snowmobile engine from. Oh the Jesus oh, Christ! <laughs> so we did have a couple of items in the swap meet. We decided that there were a couple of motorcycles that had been abandoned at my shop. People didn't pay their service bill, and they needed whatever. to be abandoned in Mid Ohio, and they needed to go away. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly abandoned. We didn't abandon Allegedly. anything. No, we Look, didn't. We abandoned nothing. We sold. We sold them to the highest person standing there. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the highest child. Paying child. To the highest paying, paying method. Yeah. It's, it's sad when somebody's growth gets stunted due to smoking cigarettes and meth, when they've only achieved four six. <laughs> you know, we want their growth to be stunted. Are, much are we later. talking about the Jawas? We're talking about the, the Jawas. Jawas. So this this kid looked and sounded like he was simultaneously twenty and sixty five years old. Exactly. That <laughs> was eighty five pounds of. It was the Lenny right and George. It was the Lenny and George. If ever I'd seen a Lenny yeah, and George, you're right. like they were Lenny and George, and we ran. We had a seven fifth. We had a big Yamaha sport bike. That had been lightly, uh, that looked like it had been lightly Let's stolen at some point, maybe. Yeah. It looks and the like person brought us by, brought it by the shop to have us fix it. And didn't pay their bill forever, and we took it to Mid Ohio last year. We took it to Mid Ohio, and we didn't get five hundred dollars for it. I was really pissed off we didn't get five hundred bucks for Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, the front end is worth more than that. Well, more than that, including one of my favorite fucking motorcycle salvage guys in the world who runs Rice Paddy. Basically, was like, you mean somebody didn't give you 500 just to steal the front end out of it? Because it's a six-piston caliper system. It's upside-down forks. It's actually what you need to make any like 80s 100-horsepower bike into something you can actually ride safely. <laughs> it is the missing ingredient in every 70s or 80s high-output motorcycle. It is a mid-90s front suspension system. Yep. So this year, we were like, fuck it. We're not going to leave it behind this time. <laughs> so... We proceeded, all we really needed was the fork, right? But we, yeah. And on Sunday afternoon at Mid-Ohio, shit gets weird doesn't begin to cover it. These kids show up like fucking Jawas. Like, they show up and they, if they just give them fucking rust-colored robes. It would be hilarious. <laughs> and if they just showed up in rust-colored robes, little tool sets, it would be great. But that's what happened, and we sold motorcycles for twenty. Yeah, you sold three motorcycles yes. for a grand total of one hundred eighty dollars. Yes. 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 And, and one I consider that one of those, those be... motorcycles was for a hundred dollars. Yeah, there was one was a hundred. <laughs> no, one was one was one forty, and then yeah. two 40. of them were twenty. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
Oh, he sold the Kimco for 20? Enough said. I, I sold a fuel-injected <laughs> Kimco 500cc sport touring scooter. How much did I sell that for? Did you say sport touring scooter? What? Did you just say sport touring scooter? It was 115. How fast does your Harley go? Why? <laughs> what the fuck have I ever done to you? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. At, at seventy-four point five miles per hour, yeah, it feels like someone is punching you in the taint hundreds of times per second. Meanwhile, the Kimco at hundred, I looked down and I was like, "Shit, I'm going hundred. And then I went, "I'm going hundred. Let's see how fast we can go." <laughs> yeah. So that is a sport touring scooter because it yeah. is touring totally. Obviously, five hundred cc's sport. Yeah, you can lean that fucker and get around, man. I mean, it's pretty good. Wait, wait, so, one more. The, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think we sold that. And I told the kid, I was like, it's got a title. And he's like, great, mail it to me. And I was like, you have an address? Because <laughs> he looked the like holler. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looked like he lived in a Kimco crate. Second hole from the tree. <laughs> they showed up to pick up Man a twenty dollar. Yeah, they showed up to pick up a twenty dollar scooter in a twenty three dollar truck. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice truck. Kind of. Rusted out in nineteen eighty nine. I've never seen the rust start at the top and work its way down. Yeah. It usually starts at the bottom and works its way up. Yeah. Go back and look at the pictures. Okay. The shoulder line on that truck. Is rusted up. All I look at, it's an old Ford pickup, so exactly. all I ever look at is cab corners and uh, over the, okay, no, no, the no. rear wheels. This one rusted literally rusted. from the shoulder line up. Yep. <laughs> so the first body break under the top of the bed rails is where the cancer started. Up. Sounds hey, like they need to make a convertible. What's that? <laughs> Sounds like they need to build a convertible. <laughs> Among other things. I think their problems don't start with a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked how they backed it in on top of a hill to try right. and lift up a bike. The up no onto the hill. If they would have backed it up the hill, gravity would have been helping them. But instead, they decided that not just conquer the truck, but to conquer the hill at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. so they, they should be in the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> when we were leaving, they had a, a winch that they were hooking No, that to. wasn't them. Oh. They said they gave Phil twenty dollars for that bike. We went back by like a half hour later. They had clearly just said "fuck it," Ain't left worth, it there. Yeah. The rice paddy guys oh, were pulling it they onto had the a trailer. proper trailer. Okay, with he ran, cable winch. They had yeah. ten bikes. He ran the cable winch under all ten of these motorcycles. They didn't use a single tie strap. A four by eight sheet of plywood to yeah. put over the ramps so yeah. that he could pull it up sideways yeah, okay. and attach the, the the winch cable. Yeah. Someplace on that once beautiful polished frame, and I had just seen yeah. the slack taken out, and it was just starting to. Uh... Yeah, when you go to AMA Vintage Days, you got to understand that like Japanese motorcycles from the mid '80s to the mid '90s, or even later, you buy those by the dozen. You don't buy them by the each. It it really yeah. like it really screws up your perception of value when it comes yeah, to motorcycles. You should yeah. just have a big spike in the back of your pickup truck. Yeah, junk. Junk. Apparently, you find Honda Dreams by the dozen there too, though. Yeah, like, we both we did came really home well. with two. Yeah, we did. This and apparently was the dream year by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw probably that. fifteen of them yeah. at least <laughs> after I bought after you bought yours and I bought mine. Yeah, yeah. So we did. Uh, I had no intentions to buy anything, but I brought money. Me neither. Uh, so I brought money just to be the bank of Phil, but then also mostly because you never know, right? Something I may have been looking for for the past 20 years might show up at Mid-Ohio. 
<laughs> we all know that I always have that very short list of shit that if it shows up, it's the only thing I'll buy. And we were driving around. Fits and ships. Well, <laughs> the first That's purchase, what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, the first purchase I made was completely due to what I will just simply call whiskey blindness. I may or may not have been having a great afternoon. <laughs> were, yeah, just, I, was, I was informed that, wow, Phil went and bought this Honda Dream. Just like, I never saw him just walk up and buy something. Usually there's a yeah. whole strategy and a... You know, and that's, I've what I've, that's what I've seen every well, time. And Phil he just was, went and he fell he in was, love with it. He's like, how much do you want for that? And well, he was yeah. 6.30 drunk at 2.30. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the exact term. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's 2.30 and I'm 6.30 drunk. Let's go buy shit. <laughs> we had already, we'd, we'd, been, we'd spent the, pretty much the whole weekend together, all yeah. of us in a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had already thrown up once that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the first cocktail. <laughs> my HD forums article starts with. I have puke my, on my media my, pass. Vin, my my mid Ohio vintage days media. My mid Ohio vintage days press pass is covered in mud and vomit. And rum puke. Some of it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I admired your restraint because I seriously thought you were going to buy both of that guy's bikes. Well, because I, I had mistaken like you talking bikes. about the W650 as I'm hot on this W650, and I thought you were going to try to fit both of them in the high A's. Oh, yeah. No, no. So he had a W650 blue. Nice bike. Which, they're very nice yeah. bikes. But four grand is too steep for a W650. Oh, yeah. I know. Hold on. Let, too too let, steep resale? Or I've seen four of retail? them in the past 30 days. Mm. And two were in one guy's garage in Youngstown where I picked <coughs> up a, a Moto Guzzi for service. And he wanted 3200 for one and about 4200 for the other. And they were both fairly priced. A W650 is a damn fine machine. But if you do happen to find one, they're getting to be a little like weird. Like, is one of that statements like, it's collectible. Yeah, it's Japanese and it's Kawasaki and it's mass produced. How collectible is it? No such thing as a rare Kawasaki. Exactly. Mm. And it's weird when somebody's like, oh, well, was it a green one? And you're like, well, no, it's a blue one. Oh, fuck you then. Like, it comes down to what color it is. So, and I, you know, this is a blue one. And there's a little blue uh, teardrop trailer, one of those modern tab teardrops behind. uh, They were camped up on the corner in the the motocross pits. And we decided to take a little ramble through there in the high A's. And it was, the sun was out for a brief moment. And I pulled up and I see this, like, nicer than it should be Honda Dream. It's parked 12 feet from us right now. And I see this nicer than it should be Honda Dream. And I looked at it and I went, wow, that's a really late Honda Dream. Like 12 volt, button start, 68, 67. So we didn't knock on the camper because that would be rude. Because you never know what people are doing in that camper. And so we just pop out so I can take a look at the odometer, kind of take a look at the bike up close because it looks a little too nice to be legit, original. I see it has 9,000 miles on it and it looks like it's fucking perfectly original. So that has my interest, and the front fender isn't bent, the back fender isn't bent. Well, already, that, oh shit, that's a unicorn. So the guy pops out of the camper, and he looks like a small guy that's never lost a fight in his life. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, you know, Bermuda shorts, a wife beater or something, you know, some t shirt for something. And he's very super sweet and very super nice. And talking to him, I looked down, and below his left knee, well, or something that used to be a knee, 
He's got knees worse than Liza. Yeah. Well, he has a knee worse than Liza. And he has a giant blue tattoo that simply says the word ouch. Like well, a big a cloud. He had an inverted knee. He had an inverted knee. It was knee. concave. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, his yeah. knee went well, the they, wrong way. They flipped his, they used his ankle for his knee. I think his toe could kick his self in the dick. <laughs> well, they have a surgery that they actually. I think he's had that. Use your ankle for your knee. I think he's one half alien. Yeah. Like I think he's really fucked up. Like his toe could kick himself in the dick. Like so he's got a big old blue tattoo with the word "ouch" on it, like comic book print "ouch." And I went, "Well, there's a story I need to hear." And he goes, "Well, in New Hampshire, we do these speed trials on the airport. Keep going." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was running a Hayabusa. Hold on, pants down. All right, keep going. Well, I lost it about 209 miles an hour. You don't say. On an airport, 209 miles an hour. Hayabusas have only been made in the last century, and you're at least two centuries old. So you had to be pretty old when this happened. Well, yeah, I was I was well into my 60s when I did this. I didn't hear that part. Well, shit. I mean, literally, Hayabusa's have been around for about yeah. 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It couldn't be more than 20 years ago. And clearly, I was talking to the Crypt Keeper himself. So, he was racing in the senior, senior, senior early bird special class. <laughs> and, and then he tells me that, oh, it was a sidecar. <laughs> well, you wrecked a Hayabusa sidecar at 209 miles an hour. And meanwhile, his wife comes out, and all she's saying is, Humperdink, Humperdink, Humperdink. He clearly said true love. Because they looked like that setup from the Princess Bride. They were that couple. She's been with him since the, we really gave the Kaiser a great kicking. And they've lived that way. Their whole goddamn life. And I was just super human enough to soak it all up. And then he gave me a business card. He printed himself on at least a 1989 printer that was hooked to some kind of TRS-80 or something, I'm sure. But he made his own business card with a picture of the Hayabusa on it. And then he showed me pictures of the crashed bike. And it's triangle wheels. And it looked like it fucking hurt. Ouch. So I turned my negotiometer down to human. Oh, that's where he got you. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. So I bought a $3,000 Honda Dream for $2,400. I think it's a very respectable yeah. price for the bike. Man. It's, a bike. it's a super nice bike. It's yeah. a super nice bike. With a $150, $200 tool And it's it. titled as a 69, and I'm a 69. It's got a blue tool roll in it. The battery electric starter all works great. It's got fresh wheels and spokes and all that good, delicious horse shit. Starts yeah. in the first case. It starts literally. Breathe on it. it and starts. you just got rid of your other red dream. So don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, so apparently, the, uni- the universe wants me to own red dreams, not white dreams. I really like white dreams, universe. I'd like to own a white dream. <laughs> and then shortly after that, Crash comes back to the campsite with a bike we can only call Martin. Yeah. MLK for short. <laughs> Because he has a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a goddamn solid 30-footer, man. And original OEM white walls. O to the fucking EM. Good-looking white walls. Yeah. Got through mid-Ohio mud just fine. And unnaturally <laughs> and nice. 
Yeah, mm. and nails. I did, I'd forgot, I ran over a board full of nails. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see the nails until it was way too way fucking too late. late. <laughs> I'm like over by the campsite riding the fucking bike yeah. around thinking, you know, okay, so first I buy it <clears throat> and then immediately slap a for sale sign on it. Oh, of course. I'm like, it's why not? Ohio. Why, so, why lose a potential buyer? Yeah, so then I decided to take it out for a little cruise the price of, to oh, let people know that it runs. A running bike is a sold bike. I ride it down to the campsite, <clears throat> and then I see, like, you know, that massive mud pit. I'm like, I'm going to turn around. So I turn around, and this little where somebody used to be camping. <laughs> you turned around on top of a camper. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and then I come around, and there's a fucking board. As I'm driving over it, I'm like, those are nails. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if, the tires are, if the tires are dry rotted to the point where they're harder than That's what we were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I was basically riding on so solid wheels at that point. Yeah. It's yeah. like some Honda Dream buyer back in 66, because yours is a 66. 64, I think. Oh, 64. Yours yeah. is early. Okay. Somebody said, I want the white walls mm -hmm. at the dealership. Yeah. Because his tires are that front's clearly definitely original. Original. Yeah. yeah. Well, yours is super low mileage, like 6,000 miles? Yeah, like 6,000 6, miles. miles yeah. It doesn't kick. Like, the Kickstarter apparently is fucked. Yeah. But the electric starter works great. Oh, no. <laughs> Only like, electric start. So, <laughs> so I have a question, though. So, obviously, there's a lot of dream things. Like, things I could do to it. You have a dream. To, like, make it super nice and reliable, hopefully. Right. Because this is actually going to be someone else's first motorcycle. So if I were going to give this bike to someone else as a first motorcycle, what should I do to it, if anything? So, tires that were made. Yeah, tires. In okay. this tires tires. That, were that were made during in this the presidency of someone who was still alive. Yeah. See, if you, see okay. if you can find modern white walls, because that looks really good. That's what we were talking yeah, about, some coker, coker white walls, because yeah. it looks stately It looks so good with the white walls. Like, oh my yeah. god. This is what the DGR should look like. Yeah. Is this, this thing is yeah. gorgeous. This is a solid 30 foot. Yeah. yeah. From 30 feet, that thing looks yeah. spectacular. My fenders are a little fucky when you yeah. get up close. Yeah. 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 Um, I only noticed that your fenders are fucky because Phil also bought the nicest stream in the world this weekend. So. Yeah. <laughs> Had he had he not bought that bike, I'd be like, fuck, that's a really nice dream. It's a really nice yeah. dream. So, There's new a dream tires. carcass behind my garage. I think it's got good. It's one of my warehouses. Yeah, I've heard of several dream carcasses. Yeah, we have dream carcai. Yeah. 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 So we have those. It's a super um, sweet running there, bike. John, though. do you know if there's an electronic ignition kit for a dream? I know you'd be against there's it not religiously. One. God damn you, John. Not a good one. Oh, not a good point, John. Not that's period correct. Oh, no. <laughs> not one that's easily serviceable. Not one we did that I'd ever put on. We see, by, easily, by easily serviceable, do you mean I can't remove it and reinstall a new one? I'm an electronics tech for a living. It's all I do. He's a part swapper, dude. He's a fucking United so then, States Navy part swapper. So then opening up the points and cleaning them every 10,000 miles would be no problem. Out of the question. Out of the question. Is I mean, there an electronic would, ignition for the I Honda could Dream? do it, sure. But nope. it's going to Oklahoma to my best friend. <laughs> I'll never admit it. <laughs> I'll never admit it. All right. <laughs> we, we did also. We also oh, you're going to have to drop back from the Mecklefresh and go to the Google. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Fine. Don't, fine. For, don't forget we learned about you the other electronic ignition that you can put on a Harley Kickstarter. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we did. I, was, I never I'm saw okay, I'm okay with being in the barrel. I'm not okay with being in the barrel for two hours every day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Cam's been Although kicked hard Although I deserve off. it. By the, way, by the way. By the way. Well, by you the redeemed way. yourself. I don't take no orders from no sleep. By the way. <laughs> by the way. Well, you redeemed yourself by riding up here on a Z-Rex. You did ride up on a Z-Rex. <laughs> I love yeah. that bike. It makes me so happy that you guys like my bike. Because that's the first time I've Your made... bike is the sexiest bike 
ever. That's Thank the first you, bike you've yeah. ever had that we liked. <laughs> <laughs> can, I t- can I tell you something? All joking aside, it's the, first, it you. it's the first bike I've ever had that I liked. <laughs> so the, the year I started ride, riding as a result of hanging out with you guys, I got to ride about 30 motorcycles. Right. And number 29 and 30, from best to worst, you, right. the things we'd you bought you. On, that, on that list, were both of the bikes that I own. That you purchased? <laughs> I'm going to ride 30 motorcycles within a year riding a group of idiots, meeting a group of riding idiots. And of the 30 bikes I've ridden from them, including the MP3 tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't ride the MP3 in 2016. I was but you drove yeah. it. I, you know, it's from like a future that's like a... A dystopian future? Not like dystopian in like the cool Blade Runner way. Yeah. <laughs> dystopian in like the like, too much technology. In like dystopian in like the, in the weird Italian in the, way. In the yeah. up way. A Terminator Ter- T2000 way. Yeah, I was, was going to say like Demolition Man. Future. Yeah. Demolition Man. Like I'm yeah. surprised it doesn't say oh, be well oh, when you turn good. it on. Yeah. You know what? It's a running man scooter. It is a running mm, man scooter. I don't hate riding it. Had you not spent last week telling us how awful they are to align and own and maintain, I'd be like, you don't hate riding it? I don't love riding. I would like to take one thing away from motorcycle riding experience. That's my contact to the road. My feedback from the road. Said nobody who likes to ride motorcycles ever. So, like, part of riding a motorcycle is feeling in touch with the machine. And that doesn't let you feel in touch with the machine. So let me explain the sum total of my riding. Okay. 25 miles per hour. Yeah. Big circle. Well, stop at the liquor store. Right. Use the huge trunk. Right. 25 mile an hour circle through yeah. the neighborhood. Right. Deliberately dodging potholes like this, because I can. Because like, you are wider than any pothole mm-hmm. ever. I'm like, I can't feel a goddamn thing. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. So that's weird. the best thing. Piaggio, MP3. You can't feel nothing. Uh, it's kind of like when a girl puts it. her finger in your butt for the first time. You're like, I'm not sure I like it. But boy, this sure is different. <laughs> I'm not sure I like it. How would you not done that but to yourself? But it's the first time before? ever. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Yeah. the Piaggio MP3. You can smell my finger. Oh, wait, other finger. It's it's like I it's, we just said, take your car, take the steering wheel out, and replace it with a button that says left and right. And that's what riding an MP3 is like. I can get behind that. Yep. It feels like you're literally pressing a button that says left. Oh, that's enough left. And then putting the button that says right. And that's what an MP3 feels like. You've been disassociated with anything that resembles contact with the road. That's just the way it works. It's weird, but you got to do it. And if you go over a bump, like say into a parking lot or whatever, you hit, you know, one wheel first. So your (laughs) friggin' front end goes... Yeah, it does. Oh, like, you know, it's like it wiggles. It back punches and left and then punches right. It's like, yeah. yeah, it punches left, punches right, which is really weird too because it hits everything at different times. Now, um, both you and Henry got to ride the uh, SRF today. Yes. I love the fact that people have to come from California to Cleveland to ride the SRF. I know people at zero, and I'm actually kind of friends with some of them. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I got to ride through the Metro Parks on the SRF. And we talk about the Metro Parks a lot on the podcast. Yeah, so our listeners get to hear about it, but they don't get to experience right. it. Right. It was sort of a thing I want. Like, there was a couple things I wanted to do, or really three, Porco. outside of AMA Vintage Days. <laughs> and we'll be Porco, doing that later. Porco, yeah. which we did Tuesday night we'll when I got here, too, and I'm so. totally down to go back. Okay. Uh, Metro Parks and right. SRF. And oh, I got good. to do both the SRF and the Metro Parks today, and... Yeah. First of all, I didn't realize how fucking huge the Metro Parks are. Oh, yeah. It is 
It's not best... like we're circling a baseball diamond. No, I, 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 I knew I knew that it was bigger than that, but right. like, holy shit, those right. parks go on forever and they ever. Do. I was like, I don't think I have enough range on this thing to go to the other end. Actually, you don't. Right. <laughs> the Emerald Necklace, I don't know how many, but it's about it's 120 miles. miles. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. And like, the weather today was perfect. It was. People are out running, yeah. being all fit and nice and happy and beautiful. All three of them. All, all three, three of the Clevelanders that are fit. It were was out. so. It was so pristine. No, nobody had to wear the helmet on the Harley Davidson. No. And then because you've talked so much, because you've talked so much about traction control. Yeah. As I drive past a gravel parking lot, I was like, wait a minute. Let's let's play with this. So I pull over. Let's try to crash it. Yeah. Let me try to screw this thing into the dirt. <laughs> so I just hammer it. I get like maybe a sixteenth of a wheel turn of slip, and then it drops the torque way down and lets me putt around and get up some speed. So then I lean it over a little bit and do it again, and it would not let me fuck it up. No breaking loose. No. That's sweet. I mean, honestly, if you're already shipping one bike, if you did, what's what's another one? Yeah. <laughs> I, <clears throat> then I found a cute red barn, took some pictures of the red bike next to the red barn. Oh, I forget the mm -hmm. name of that barn. Ta Tyler Barn. Tyler Barn, yes, yep. you are correct. That's yep. my favorite thing about like the greater Cleveland Akron area, is that like in almost any point, you're like five minutes from downtown right. and like five minutes from a beautiful national park it is or true. a metro park. Yeah, the, right time, yeah. the right mm -hmm. time of year, you could have made maple syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Metro yeah. parks were beautiful, except so for the 30 mile an hour speed limit. Again, yeah. again, oh, obeying the 30 mile yeah. an hour speed yeah. limit. That's I'm going to give you heaven. There's some hell to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as the first thing I said to you was when I came back was Metro Park TT. Yeah. They need to close that thing down for a weekend yes, and let you do. run end to end, Damn. 120 miles in the Metro Park. Wasn't there a balls out car races that went through the map? I've heard so, people yes, talk about ages ago, ages ago, and there is a Pittsburgh Grand Prix as well that still does that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's and if you've never been to the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, you should go to that because that's exactly what you're talking. In about. a couple weeks. Yep. I so I went there with the BMW Car Club of America, yep. and I was in their section, which was the. Least offen like least offensive, least fun, least exciting place to be. Well, BMW. Yeah, the Germans. Like three two thousand two turbos yeah. in a row, two five oh sevens. Yeah. Still, just um, um, no, nobody's having any fun. No, not one entire spunt. <laughs> I, I met one. I met one guy that I no write accidental with. rubbers were bent. <laughs> I met one Boss guy that nice. I write with. Yeah. That's uh, Rob Siegel, who's an right. amazing human being, yeah. super awesome guy, definitely one of us. Yeah. Um, besides that, it was like, oh no, my buddy Dan. There were like two yeah. or three people and like hundreds of people, and I'm like, I should have everything in common with all these people. And yeah. I, no. Well, it's just Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix is basically it's it's mechanical sex. You basically go there to look at machines. You go to look at machines, and when you're done looking at machines, the machine will disappear momentarily and go do drive a thing. It'll come back. It'll come back after being done driving a thing, and then you look at machines more. And it's but it's great. And yeah, you're absolutely right. The Metro Parks <clears throat> TT would be one of the greatest TTs in the world. Yeah, I mean, start on like friggin' Groms or scooters or to get to get people comfortable with the <laughs> with idea. The idea of yeah. competition yeah. in the Metro Parks, especially because like right. you know cars are heavy and they break a lot of shit That's when right. they crash. But That's true. scooters, motorcycles, like you might only kill four or five you know fans. You're barely gonna kill the bark off a tree if you smack it with your. That's so what I mean. Yeah. So often, so Empire... maybe that's how we resurrect the whole moped industry. Ooh. Uh, 30, 30 mile an hour speed limit. Almost anyway? Targa. Electric or yeah, gas. those electric pedal assist that's bicycles right. like the one I that's have. That's a whole class. 
30 MPH governed. It's like NASCAR with trees. Ooh. So, um... <laughs> I'm sensing Ewok Endor thing here. <laughs> I like just sending groups in classes out. Line them up one yeah. across the road. Go. Wait so, about uh, 10, 20 minutes. You know, the Metro Parks will never close the Metro Parks. So go we again. need to come up with some sort of an event. I'm not saying terrorist event. I'm saying an event <laughs> that closes the entire of the Metro Parks. Like if somebody called in a bomb threat on, you know, like Valley Parkway. So, so they had floods. Floods, 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 floods. Oh, floods. floods. Nick is going to poop himself. Up in Empire, <laughs> Michigan, <laughs> which is this like sleepy little beach resort town in the middle of Michigan that's like kind of near Traverse City. Okay. Yeah. They uh, they went without doing it for a while, but then they did it again. They have this tiny, they do the Empire Hill Climb race. Okay. And it's this tiny little hill in like a Metro Parks type area that's right. a road that's so narrow that doesn't even have stripes painted on them because okay. there's nowhere to paint the stripes. Right. And it's a super fun, awesome time, and it's actually grown really big in the last few years. I don't think they have motorcycle classes, but like, my thought was seeing that years ago. I was like, why don't they do that in the Metro Parks? Right. But it's because the Metro Parks is too big. Yeah, it's too big. And it's because the town is too big, and everything around it is too big. It works in Empire, Michigan. Right. Because there's... And the hill climb is how long from the top to the bottom? Oh, God, it's nothing. It's like three quarters of a mile or so, something So, yeah, the Pittsburgh, hmm. the Pittsburgh Hill Climb is also... So, there's Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, and there's also the Hill Climb. So, I know, Pittsburgh has embraced motorsports, whereas Cleveland, we did a Budweiser 500 at Burke Lake for a while ago, and that was the last time we did anything sexy. So, but, yeah, I think that, like... You're they right. You just shut off the southern end of it. Yeah, a Metro where the really nice twisties are yeah. out there. You a know five I mean? mile, yeah, exactly. Like from the, the covered bridge, over, yeah, and just do the bottom of it. The like sub Parma. If you do the sub Parma TT, <laughs> <laughs> great name, by the way. White I, socks I can't find... and pink flamingos required. <laughs> That's it. I can't you must be able distance. to quote lines from the Drew Carey show, <laughs> <laughs> and no black people. <laughs> Lots of Slovenian sausage. And look up Parma and you'll understand that you joke. You can see how narrow the road is right there. The fucking thing like that guy's getting sideways. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, oh, phone one. Shit. Fuck yeah. We want to mention that. Oh. So I'm having, trying to have a conversation <laughs> with a friend of mine who's been on this podcast. So Greg Castillo is sitting over there and I see Greg and Greg's a good podcast guy. We're having a good little chat. Chat, and chat, we, chat. We, we, I raped his motorcycle for like three hours. When yes, he it over also too, true. Right? So, Absolutely yeah. true. And so Greg's a good pal of the podcast. And so we're having a chat with Greg and this, you know, this fella who comes over, who happens to be a black fella, walks across. Now, I had earlier made the comment that Oscar was the only person of color we'd seen <laughs> until you showed up. Yeah. In yeah. which case, we had two exotics, as Liza calls them. <laughs> right? right. And then all of a sudden, out of the back of the camper, I hear, I'm sorry, out of the back of the high ace, I hear, Oh, my star is a Negro. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> I have been occasionally an apologist. Oh. And at this moment, I was having a conversation with somebody across a distance of no less than 50 feet. And my left part of my brain, which we like to call the administrative half, <laughs> said, you need to keep having this conversation. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear that. The right hand side of my brain, which I like to call Happy Phil, decided that was the most hilarious thing he'd heard in about 41 years. And if you haven't seen Blast from the Past, go watch it. 
Oh, I wasn't stars. just being a racist <laughs> no, asshole. No, you weren't. <laughs> You dropped a movie quote at the perfect moment, and to your defense, we did see two people of color, other darker than you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have to be at least this dark to get counted. All right. If you're not, seriously, if I hate to be this way, but I am the whitest thing sitting at this table, I think, and I'm sitting among a pretty fucking white table. But yeah, between Henry and Oscar. That's that's our exotic class. That's so we, the ethnic diversity. That is our <laughs> ethnic diversity of this podcast at this moment. You reached the quota. And we, at, <laughs> quota, oh my god, quota. We're barely moving the needle. Yeah, I mean, and it's not any better at Mid Ohio. It's well, again, way worse. At Mid -Ohio. The most exotic thing I was expecting to see at we Mid Ohio. We saw two black people. Was a was a uh, a husky var, a husky varna peelin. Oh, yeah. oh, which no. looks and sounds like a piece of Ikea furniture. Yes, oh, but no. we, saw we saw a belt and drive shit. motorcycle. We saw a little green weird belt drive motorcycle. You got up to take a dump in a port of john Yeah. We decided to follow a, a, a 18-wheeler full of golf carts. Oh, or, yeah. Sorry, bumper uh, cars. Bumper cars, yeah. yeah. And while we were doing it, we turned around and we saw a Sears Roebuck or somebody had manufactured a belt drive amphicycle. Yeah, and not not like belt drive. Not belt drive in the sense that the wheel is right. driven by a belt. No. It's riding on a belt. The belt is oh, the transportation. Yeah, it's a system. belt sander with a seat. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It was a three horsepower belt sander with a place to put your ass. And a tire in front of yeah, front wheel. And that's all oh, it was. I did see that one. Yeah. You're not. You're not making me want one any less. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's only cool at Mid Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we saw some. That's our new T-shirt. Is it's only cool at Mid Ohio, dude? If you don't make that for next year, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, we saw the hell with Ramway Park. Just weird, cool ass shit though. Like there was a Honda Vadero or yeah, Veradero, 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 Veradero. I don't know. Yeah, Canadian import. There was a Yamaha TRX, which is what TDM eight fifty base motor. The Bozuzuka also. There was a Bozuzuka, and there was a Kawasaki KS one, which I didn't know was like. It looks like a Honda Grom, but it was Kawasaki made it in the eighties. Yeah, it was an eighties Honda Grom, two stroke fifty cc, and it giggled. It was major giggle factor. And then I sent you that picture of the three Honda gyros, but they're not just the regular Honda. That's our friend Joe. Those are gyro Xs. Those are gyro. Yeah. So he's a podcast listener. What should X do for you? X gonna give it to you. X is gonna give it to you. By the way, the record is it is everything you ever loved about a Honda. It's everything you loved about a Honda Gyro in Legoland. If you had to take a Honda Gyro and portray it in a Lego movie, this is what it would look like. Uh huh. Yeah. So all the curves are taken out. It's yeah. It's like a Volkswagen thing and a Gyro. Oh my God! Baby. That's exactly right. And the tires on the back, instead of being skinny, are super wide, like literally grass-safe turf tires. You could use on a golf course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like go kart tires. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe uh, I believe the kids would say it's thick. It, it is. Yeah, she's uh, thick. Thick with an like extra two C's. Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking great. And uh, our our pal brought him out. And as so happens in Luckamid, Ohio, we happened to be stationed. Our swap meet spot was right across from his, mm -hmm. which was hilarious because everything in our booth essentially was free, but nobody knew it. <laughs> everything in his booth was cool, but nobody knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I walk up there one time, or I'm, I'm on the zero, and he had taken his booth, but he'd also taken the entire front yard in front of his booth, 
which wasn't delegated to be a booth. It's like where they would put like a porta potty or something else mm -hmm. there. Well, he'd acquired all of it. So we had a rather large front yard. And I walked up and I was like, dude, will you do something with all this yard space you have? Like, we need to put a circle track up here. And he's like, yeah, get on one of the gyro X's and drift it. <laughs> and of course, me being, ha, huh, that was funny. He goes, no, get on a gyro X and drift it. <laughs> I'll try. Well, what I realized is on grass, the front end would wash out too fast and you couldn't drift it. The back end, of course, stays upright. Hmm. Of a Honda Gyro, the rear end, two wheels, stays planted on the ground. There is a hinge point in front of it where the front is a scooter and leans left and right. But the back is a vacuum cleaner, stays in the same orientation <laughs> all the time. So is it like an MP3 that... Backwards. Backwards. Uh... Backwards. MP3. That were, I don't know why the two wheels in the back had to stay in the ground. It's a weird thing, but that's where the motor is. And the Honda was like, you know, crack pipe, whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, all gyros are fucking weird. But And so are MP3s, but gyros got there first, so they win. So he's like, no, you got to go on the gravel. Sure. These, my, these are my DOT knees and my DOT flip-flops and my DOT, you know, cut off jeans or cut off camo shorts. Why not? I'll go drift a goddamn hastily assembled giant Japanese 50cc yard cart. Why not? Yard so cart. I go out and I just give it the berries. I give this thing the berries like nobody's business. Just full wide open throttle and start making smaller circuits at the intersection of 2nd and Main in the swap meet, which is the two slightly lightly graveled roads that meet up mm -hmm. with each other. And people are having to stop because I'm doing smaller and smaller circles in the middle of where they're trying to be. But eventually, I got the back end to goddamn drift. And the second it drifted, I understood why all these young people are into drifting. Because <laughs> it's silly. And when the front wheel is not going the same direction as the back wheels, and you're leaned over on 50 cc's of thunder, mm -hmm. you feel special. And I did that about three rotations, brought it back to him, slid the hockey stop style into the spot as you have to. And then as soon as it became upright, I pulled the black handle to lock it in the upright and resting position and fell off the bike. <laughs> like a true American on 4th of July. And you know what? That guy is one of the coolest guys I know. Because he imports that shit. Like, he had a true BOSU bike. Like, he had yep, a proper yep, fucking yep. ridiculous windshield at 7.5 feet tall BOSU yep. bike. Why? Because he's just that weird. So, yeah, he's cool. Oh, I bought a Moto Compo. <laughs> By the way. By the way. It'll fit in like the overhead storage of an aircraft. Did uh did you find the the built-in cable lock? I meant no, to you cable. knew about it. I didn't find it. Where the hell was that? So if you're sitting Simple. on if you're sitting on it, it's okay. right here, left uh, side. Podcast listeners, Google Moto Compo. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a cable lock. If you're it sitting just pulls on right it. out yeah. and it self-retracts. <gasps> yep. Like a hairdryer cord. Get the fuck out I of here. I mean, because it's Japan and nobody right. steals anything in Japan, sure. it's pretty uh, feeble. It's made out of the same wire that they use to make like chicken wire. Yep. So you can hang a painting with it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really Look, good way to put it. Doesn't it doesn't have anywhere to put a license plate, mm -hmm. but it has four grip handles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. Like, if anybody, if ever co and a cop pulls you over at any moment, you press the one button between your knees and it literally turns back into a briefcase. You're going to be like, what are you talking about, officer? Just walk into work, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I totally saw you on a motorcycle like three seconds ago. I don't know. You've been drinking. <laughs> I think you've been drinking because I'm just carrying this briefcase to work. Yeah. 
I've been looking at Moto Compost for over 20 years. I have said no to worse Moto Compost that cost five or $6,000. These three that they showed up with, an embarrassment of riches, an embarrassment of Moto Compost. Three, one yellow spectacular one, and two red, like one medium, one not so great. Well, to be fair, it was an embarrassment of bikes that nobody could afford in mid-Ohio. That's true. Right. That, they had, Amazing stuff. They had 20 by 80 of exotic Japanese heaven. I mean, seriously. Like RGV Which is actually Henry's new cover band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, what do they have? They had an RGV 250. They had all of them. They had like a TDR 250 super, two-stroke supermoto. Yeah. I think. They, they had, they had the hundreds. They had a Honda Dream. Somebody D. took a picture of everything they have. It was on Facebook. Oh, really? James Carr on the AMA oh, thing, oh, and it was yeah. like, you're like, Ooh, what's that? Oh no, Ooh, what's that? VFR 400 RR. Come on. Dude. Oh, RS 250 yeah. two-stroke yeah. Apilios. Yeah, two of them. <clears throat> two they of had two of them. I know. Yeah. Mind and they board. had the they had a Veradero with an Akrapovich pipe, which are two things you can't pronounce right ever. <laughs> it was truly unpronounceable. Yeah, the uh, no that booth was heaven. Like that booth was amazing. And they were fair prices. Yeah, they were. But <laughs> nobody had yeah. like eight thousand dollars to spend on a two stroke. Apparently, apartment. I had Moto Compo money. Yeah. The, uh, the, everything in that booth was so nice that I yeah. felt embarrassed being in that booth with jean shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Should first time the I've ever on. bowed. It was the first time I've ever straight up legit bowed and meant it. Were these American guys? Or were no, these Japanese, Japanese guys. Japanese guys are Dude didn't even speak English. This is how we found out that Phil's a racist deep down inside. Because <laughs> yeah. later on, there was a truck that looked like it, you know, it was a truck driven by an Asian man that had a trailer on it. And we knew that the other group was probably packing up soon. So truck, you know, the truck we assumed belonged to the no. same people. Phil assumes. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else assumed. Nobody's calling out. Let and me, let me tell you Asian, a little something about Ohio. It was an Asian California. man in the cab with an Asian woman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of about the right age, somewhere mm -hmm. between 12 and 100. Same hairstyle. It's hard <laughs> as hell. Was that Charlie? No, it's not. <laughs> oh. No, there, no. There are not a lot of middle-aged motorcycle importing Asian couples in Ohio. No. Okay. We were not expecting to see one of them in mid-Ohio. There were four. Yeah. yeah. There were four teams that I'm aware of, of middle-aged Asian motorcycle buying conglomerates at mid-Ohio. Yeah. Because guess what? Because we're too dumb to appreciate what's happening. They're like, oh, thank you. I'll just take this with me. Yeah, because Kawasaki KZ everything. Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll just take all that. Yeah. Apparently, what you got? one guy, I, I say Charlie because I think the yeah. one guy was named Charlie. But, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm racist. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, no, I got, John, I got so bad. I'm sitting there next to Rice Patty. He legitimately works with the guy. Like, they work with each other, right? And... Uh, and the guy like looks over, happy face on, like he's trying to get my attention. He's not trying to get my attention. He's trying to get the attention of Rice Patty to tell them that something, you know, that that they're doing a thing or doing a thing. But I see, I make eye contact. Eye contact happens. I'm just off by two mils, right? And so the eye contact happens. Smiles are exchanged. I walk up and I'm like, yeah, this is clearly the dude I'm trying to buy a motocompo for. And he's clearly telling me he's about to pack up his shit and fucking leave. So he's clearly telling me if I want the deal of my life, I need to go over there right now. Now, here's the problem. The guy I'm talking to speaks exactly no English. 
The guy I was talking to in the booth that had the moto compos is fairly fluent. In fact, I'd say super duper fluent. I was embarrassed, aside from the fact the person I was talking to spoke absolutely no English whatsoever. And he was talking to a friend of mine, you know, a motorcycle guy that I know for years that is working with him. So I was just that dumb guy for a moment second. But then, in retrospect, I realized I was an a racist. <laughs> because, apparently, I can't tell the... T and then, later on, when I went back to buy the fucking Moto Compo, I realized that, in fact, these are two totally different human beings. <laughs> yeah. But I'd only seen each of them once. Uh, did you ever see them together in the same spot? No, I didn't. Good point. Maybe okay, maybe fuck that. They're maybe Superman. He's, with you. he's <laughs> Japanese Superman. <laughs> Clark Kent, Superman, I'm in. So yeah, we got a moto compo for like twenty three hundred bucks. Great deal. Yeah. Three thousand asking, twenty three hundred Phil Waters price. I rode both of the remaining moto compos. It was good at three thousand. I was yeah. fair at three thousand. It was great when, they, eight years when, when they bumped it down to twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight hundred was my time. That was literally giving me the green light. At, at twenty eight hundred, when people came back to our camper and reported that they'd gone from 3K to 2,800, it was like when they hold the number two sideways. Mm -hmm. Or the number one sideways. That means at any moment, we're going to go. Yeah, fuel map six. We're gone. Yeah, we're ready to launch at this point. So we hustled our little nuts up there. And it was a... I very rarely get to step seven of the buying process, and I was at step seven. And it was a game. Like, it was a proper game. But you know what? They played it beautifully. And uh, I, we started at 28. We ended up at 23, and it was a it was a battle that was like, it felt like battleship, you know. You just prod around and you figure out perfect where timing though too. I it mean, was they, perfect timing. It sat there all weekend. Oh, it took every bit of my fucking self restraint not to go back there and fucking drool on that shit or rub yeah. my dick on it three or four times. <laughs> I, I, Cameron's jump. I'm sorry. Cam's jumping out of the car and everything with the word letter K in front of it. If it starts with K and ends with Cento. He was out of the fucking van. Like, it's a K-E or K-H or K... It doesn't matter. Any K-E or H. He now knows more about the lineage of those bikes and has decided that the last one is the best one. Yeah, I was I was excited about them all weekend at Mid-Ohio. Because, <laughs> like, all of the nice ones sold. Yeah. We got there real early on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think by the time we got settled in and we're looking at everything, it was, like, 3.30 p.m. Oh, yeah. And went through the swap meet, and I saw, like, two or three, and I'm like, I'm going to watch these all weekend. Oh, by yeah. that evening at 8 p.m., yeah. they were gone. They all moved. And so, you know, we're sitting They were drinking. all gone from where they started. They'd all relocated <coughs> in different neighborhoods. Yeah, I with saw other people plates. riding them around. With new pie plates. <laughs> and uh, Why do we call them pie plates? They're technically paper plates. But we call them pie plates. Yeah, it's I don't weird. know. But I re you know they, nobody ever ate pie at Mid-Ohio. It kind of looks like a pie crust, though. Yeah. So the reason I want a KE100 is because I want a small displacement, lightweight, two-stroke enduro. It's got a low seat height. That's something I can myself load into my pickup truck or my stanza for yep. camping. And also, I can justify bringing it home by going, oh, Beth, I bought you a bike to learn on. Girlfriend friendly! I mean, I did that with a Mustang three months ago, and it worked flawlessly. <laughs> she drove it once, and now it's yours. That's right. There you go. Um, so I was like, oh, I really... You know, I really like those, and what yeah. I like about the KE100s is that they made them until 2001. Yeah. So if I'm anywhere in the world... You can get parts for it. Yeah, I'm nowhere... I'm, I'm probably come on. three hours when from When did the, they start? What year did they start building 74, the bike? 74, I think? Jesus Christ. That's that's longer than a KLR650. Yeah. 
I mean, like, you can still buy, like, the big round 70s yeah. as fuck turn signal lenses. <laughs> brand new from Kawasaki. Every nut bolt faster so the best the top K, end. So the best KE, KE or KH is got to be, right? Yeah, it, it's it's right towards the end. So I found a 1996. Anything with no chrome. All yeah. black. I found a 1996 with a purple seat. Awesome. Because <laughs> um, I have the Buzz Lightyear bike. I need the Buzz Lightyear dirt bike to go along with it. <laughs> and uh, it was like, the guy's asking $1,500 for it, which to me means it's a $1,200 bike. Of course it does. So, like, Saturday around 8 p.m., I was already, like, over the Mid-Ohio experience. I was you like, were, I'm just going to go buy one You were and working bring it back so hard year. at Mid-Ohio. Like, you had figured out Mid-Ohio. I yelled at you three or four times. He would get out of the truck and run. trip over his tongue yep. and run over to a guy to ask him about a bike for sale. And I was like, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. But then Cam just goes, all of a sudden he's like, well, shit. This one's way better and it's half as much money. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Mid-Ohio sometimes gets weird because it's that, it's only cool at Mid-Ohio. Well, there's the there was yeah. the YSR50 that oh, you yeah. made us yeah. you made me stop and call about because oh, yeah. that would have been the, redem the Cam Vanderhorst redemption art. And what was that thing? That thing turned like, out to be a piece of shit. He oh, wanted eleven hundred dollars for yeah. it. It was garbage. Every piece, every fairing was broken, broken. on that bike. Broken. Uh, nothing was attached. Mm -mm. The ignition was dangling around someplace. Didn't have a Kickstarter. Oh, we looked in the battery gas was tank. Dead. Gas tank was rusted. Oh mm -hmm. shit! So it was basically a YSR piece of art. Like, yeah. The most valuable thing were the three letters Y, S, and R. The most valuable, th and it didn't yeah. have a title. The most valuable things on it were the wheels and the door and to the, the team glove calamari. Box on the back. Oh yeah, and it had, it had the glove box it had door. The glove box door. And it and it was had a team calamari mm -hmm. exhaust if you care about that sort of thing. Right, right, I'm exactly. convinced that that was someone's backup bike. That oh, it was, was totally a secondary bike. race bike. Because the weird shit Ohio that was Ohio missing Ohio. off of it yeah. was stuff that you would only remove if you had yeah. another one. And that was a Circleville backup bike. That's what that was. Team calamari, be damned. And that, that was a Circleville backup. And bike. if that would have had a title and he would have been more flexible on the price, I'd have been like, I'll restore it over the winter because I can had a pull it down into my basement yeah. and restore it in my basement. Yeah. You but know what? You did right by stepping away from that fucking thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was well, disaster. I did exactly what you told me to. I called him back. I, I said, yeah. I'm not going to pick apart your bike because right. that's a, sh a shitty thing to do. Right. But the best I don't I'll have do the time. Is, best I'll do is $500. <laughs> and right. he says, I can't go that low. And I said, thank you. Have a nice day. Fuck off. And he didn't call me back Sunday, so he must have sold it to some other. I was going to say, fucker. about yeah. 20 hours later, I saw that same bike riding around Mid Ohio. Oh, riding? Saw that yeah, it was the same one with the pipe plate. Wow. All right, coming from a guy that rode a Suzuki Trail Hopper that tried to catch fire. <laughs> that guy's brave. <laughs> that guy has almost as big a balls as the guy that went 209 miles an hour on a Hayabusa sidecar. Oh, well, you, oh yeah, God. well, you went 34 miles an hour on a trail That's hopper. That's true. Yeah. I should have raced that son of a bitch in the YSR. We should have gone <laughs> trying to oh, find him. Oh, my God. Again, go for pinks. This is <laughs> Neither of the bikes have titles. We can't go Hey, man, I'll race for handshake, because that's the most valuable thing either of you have, is the handshake. That's the Mid-Ohio thing. Like, people always, we try to explain to Mid-Ohio what the game is. The game is, one, you don't have to ever stop drinking. Never. No. No. Nope. No, was, I had a show. It was hard to get through today. What's that? It was hard yeah. to get through today. Yeah, I'm in recovery. I'm still smoking was, uh, and drinking. Copious, I haven't smoked in years. I and you know what I'm doing? Work. Smoking. Yeah. There was a copious amount of alcohol and cigarettes consumed in those yeah. three days. We had a fucking Jawa Garden 
that nobody could contest with. <laughs> our like outside of our camper was positively crunchy. We threw only under Henry's bike. Henry's <laughs> bike was like an aluminium magnet. That was a target. It was like, <laughs> look at what bounced off the old cop. Cop fuck. Threw your beer can at, <laughs> and it turned into crunch, 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 crunch. I mean, it was a Jawa garden. Day one, I was riding around a Zero FX with a Bud Light in my left hand because it doesn't have a clutch. It doesn't have a clutch. <laughs> hey, can I borrow the drinking bike? <laughs> I gotta, yeah. Oh, we had plenty of drinking bikes. Yeah, all the oh, scooters. Yeah. The scooters. Yeah, mm-hmm. we fixed the buddy. The buddy. Be, the buddy went from yeah. being abandoned two years ago to running beautifully. Yeah. The Malaguti F10 WAP. That wasn't a joke. That's what they called it. Yeah. It's running beautifully. Electric start. Woke up yeah. and started working. That was uh, the foot push champion. A five-year-old battery got resurrected enough <laughs> to electrically start a bike. We put mm-hmm. conservatively like 10 to 12 miles on that bike, yeah. which doesn't sound like a lot. No, but that but is like mid-Ohio. hard mid-Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that thing went through. The, you were behind me. That thing uh-huh. went through the mud like a champ. I yeah. learned. I'm a total noob but riding in the mud. I'm not like, 50. It's hard to kill. I was not a dirt bike kid. I did not come out of the womb riding mm-hmm. a PW50. Me neither. Well, so Mineralli like, 50 is mm-hmm. a very loyal and noble companion. Yeah, that was, a, that was solid. That bike proved its value. We never had to even ride around on the Grand Vista, which I figured was going to be the go-to bike because that big comfy seat. Yeah. yeah. And the giant storage area. I rode around it the very last day as we loaded it up yeah. and I mm-hmm. rode it into the trailer. That thing was majestic. We could have ridden that all weekend. So you could have ridden around with power. That's, that's, a, 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 tire. that's a take it into town bike. It is a take it into town bike. Well, it's the, got air conditioning. Yeah. The last Malaguti that I rode did not have headlights, so I had to have people riding by me three no, wide in the lane. No, this Mamaguchi's dialed in. Yeah, I saw turn good. signals working. What are you guys driving around the turn signal on for about half an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, he was probably riding around. Chris was probably riding around with my turn signal on that I had forgotten to cancel. <laughs> 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 there was so much bike swapping this weekend. Yeah. It was just like, okay, we're going to the camper. Well, what do you... And it, I just stopped talking. I was just like, fuck it. They'll figure something out. Yeah, it's like you turn the lights on, the cockroaches scatter. Like, that was just us diving on vehicles and... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you got a taste for? I don't know. Let's that that was the first time I've ever ridden the Zero FX. Oh, and okay. I am now convinced that that is the perfect motorcycle. Like, mm-hmm. I, I brought it all the way down from, like... 54% to yeah. like 46%. <laughs> we we showed it in Ohio at 91%. Yep. Everybody, I let everyone ride it. Mm-hmm. We left there at 39%. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That thing is built for mid-Ohio. Yeah, we weren't being gentle. Not, I mean, yeah, we were putting around kind of slow. but like, I think you were the first mm-hmm. one to crash it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I was... Uh, you we were, the we were only the one to crash it. You gently looped it. Like, you completely... Like, it was yeah. the gentlest loop ever. I just I just laid... I got up laughing. <laughs> so and then funny. just picked it back up. So so I was in your corner. Luckily, Phil yeah. was in was very much in the... I'm excited to go. We were on the way to buy a dream. Yeah. Yeah, we're picking it up. Round two or round one? Oh, yeah, we were round one. Yeah, we were, we were driving down that thing, and an F-350 pulled yeah. out, and you set it down, and right. I saw the accident take place in slow motion, the and accident. I knew yeah. it was totally avoidable, yeah. but I was like, you know what? It sucks, Phil, but there was no way he could have avoided that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> because I remember 36 hours prior echoing in my head like a bad movie. If you've been drinking, if you can't afford to replace it, don't ride it. If If you don't have nine thousand dollars in your pocket, do not ride this bike. All of those rules were broken (laughs) within about seventy-eight minutes of you having that speech. He screwed that bike 
Yeah, he screwed that bike into Mike into literally city silly putty that had been in the microwave for thirty seconds. Yeah, it was so soft. <laughs> <laughs> if that bike fell back into the crate it came in, it wouldn't have been as soft as it did. Like you put that bike down, it just went. <laughs> I mean, that like squelching noise. I looked up, up and there's goggles and a smile. Yeah. <laughs> Giant goggles, American flag goggles. Yeah, my big American flag goggles. And a mm-hmm. smile. And I was like, he's fine. Fuck on. My advice if you're going to crash a motorcycle, <laughs> yeah. crash it into uh, grass and poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, poop is an amazing safety element. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the American flag, Cameron managed to convince us to ride some Harleys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Cameron <laughs> was an official Harley spokesperson for this entire trip. Every time I turned around, Harley was like, I mean, Cameron, <laughs> was like, hey, we need to go demo ride the Harleys. Well, because I got you guys on board first thing. Because he and started that was, with a Honda. Yeah, he woke yeah. up early to ride a Honda. Yeah, me and, <laughs> me and Henry both got up early to go sign up to ride Hondas. And what'd you ride? I rode a Goldwing six-speed. Like, not the DCT. No, no, no. You rode the new Goldwing. Yeah. So I loved it. I had the you know the music on the whole time. I hit cruise control. Fuck. You know, just chilled out. How was the route? Um, you know, it was basically a box around the right. outside. A of box the track. around Lexington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we made a couple of it was you know a bunch of rights and like two lefts. Okay. You know, to get. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. Like nice little ride yeah. around there, and you know, and, and every time you do a demo ride, there's always people that. No matter how many times they explain what to do for the demo ride, yeah. like safety briefing, they just don't quite get it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so that was a little like slightly frustrating. I scraped a peg though. That was fun. On a Goldwing. Yeah. Mm, it's really? not super hard because they're pretty low. But they're pretty low. Yeah, yeah we took but, a right turn, I mean, like we, a ninety degree right. You got to remember, most people think that a Goldwing is a big, heavy, giant motorcycle. It was super light once you're moving. Yeah. I never felt like it was super heavy or anything. Right. The, I see what they mean about like storage space not being that great anymore. Because like the old ones had oh, acres. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. My, like half your house with it. Yeah, yeah my, the old gold wings were like, can I store a helmet? And they're like, you can store six helmets. Yeah. Like the, the universal system of measurement used to be a helmet. And now it's just liters. Mm-hmm. So if you add up mm-hmm. 9,000 small half liter storage spaces, mm-hmm. you get... You know, 45 liters of storage. <laughs> yeah. Right. And but, but no helmets. But no helmets. no helmets. Zero fucking helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great, though. Like the, I, I was playing with the windshield adjuster height adjustment the whole time as I'm riding because I could. Because <laughs> I could. <laughs> I was like, oh, it, the, right now the wind's kind of hitting me. Were just you turning on the mm-hmm. air conditioned grips? No. Uh, they have air conditioned grips? No. no. <laughs> I can't. But they do have vents. I drove like, them in a high ace all weekend. I have no choice right. but to believe you when you say that shit. They, they have it's vents basically that, a spaceship. The only th- honestly, okay, I think that bike would be perfect for a quick shifter. Mm. Like, my KTM has a quick shifter, right. and I love it. Yeah. And the Goldwing is such a couch. Yeah. Like, why why exercise my left hand at all? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, why not achieve whole body atrophy? Yeah, well, right. I mean, the only reason it doesn't is because the DCT. The yeah, like, fuck you, buy the DTC. You're right. Yeah. That's true. Really, the fuck ultimate that. sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, speaking of DCT, I got to test ride a DCT Africa Twin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the anti Hoffer. Yep. Yeah. So, DCT, brilliant piece of engineering, and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> Give it a three-star review. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best, it was the best DCT ever. Three, Three stars. stars. <laughs> okay, for the record, that was this year at Mid Ohio. Uh, <laughs> this year at Mid Ohio, the catch line for everything okay. was, "Damn, best fried bologna ever." Three, Three stars. stars. Everything I could have asked for. <laughs> everything I could have asked stars. for. 
Three stars. <laughs> yeah. So Hoffert was there in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Africa Twin, it was... The bike itself was great. Like, it had plenty of power. Right. The brakes were good. Yeah. Like, it, even though it's a parallel twin because of the yeah. 270 crank that they have yeah. on it, it feels... It feels like any v, other V-Twin. Oh, okay. Ride. So it emulates a V-Twin really well. So it's got the torquey kind of blah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's sound, good. Sounds like a V-Twin. Really? And it had a good sound, even with stock pipe on it. Okay. And com super comfortable bike. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was great, except for the DCT. But I put it into manual mode, and it had, like, little paddle shifters. And that was actually a lot of fun to <laughs> do it. I could I could see myself buying a bike that okay. had just that as an option. Yeah, see, I think, I think, because I've ridden, I've ridden one of those as well, and like, I think what they have to figure out for people that actually are kind of enthusiasts and not just like, I can't use my left hand anymore or something, is that like, when you go into a turn yeah. and you want that engine braking, right. it just doesn't happen. No. Like, unless, unless you use that paddle shifter. Paddle thing. shifter, yeah. mm -hmm. DCT. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, that's really cool. Yeah. So which Harleys did y'all ride? Well, I chose the Phil closest thing to y'all as to yeah. bring it down to the Harley Davidson vernacular. <laughs> the closest, well, the closest thing to an authentic Harley experience. An authentic Harley experience. Uh, I, I rode well, the, there's a T-shirt. I rode the Ro Road King. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I have one of those. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I don't really. I, the engine's great on those things, and I, I've ridden the other bikes that they rode yeah. in the past. So, okay. I wasn't like, you know. I, the Fat Bob is actually a genuinely fun motorcycle to ride. The I Fat Bob? Mm -hmm. yeah. The Fat Bob is silly. Yeah. Okay. It looks like a Cylon. It does. And then it tries to fry your leg every time you put your foot down. Don't put your foot down ever on a Fat Bob. No. Yeah. But fat Bob is fun to ride. It was very <laughs> fun to ride. You know, what I, you know what I like about Fat Bob? He's a good fun. ride. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, like, Fat Bobs are weird. They're, they, they scamper around. Yeah. Yeah. That that but that Milwaukee eight motor like has so much torque. Like yeah, I'd yeah. roll on the throttle and it felt like Kawasaki. Just Vulcan <laughs> two thousand. Yeah. It's all the torques. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. all the torques. The only thing that really blows it out of the water is obviously the zero with its absurd amount of torque. But it's such a different torque delivery system. Well, of course like, it is. Like the, the zero is so linear. Right. You feel like you're going into another dimension. Yes, you are. The the high, the Road King was like Kind of getting punched in the ass. Yep. Again. <laughs> and, well, America. I don't know what that feels like. Of Let me tell you how you can have it, America. <laughs> yeah. I, I They're both made. Yeah. What's the bike you rode, Cameron? I rode the. Uh, you rode a Roadster? No, I yeah. rode. A, I rode a uh, soft tail. I don't. I don't like riding the new Sportsters because they're so good that that just makes me go look in the garage at mine and go. You think those are good? The Roadster is. The new one. The, the new Roads. The Roadster is a fantastic fucking motorcycle. I couldn't turn left. I hated it. <laughs> Every time I tried to turn left, the bike got lighter. So, my favorite thing about the Roadster is also my least favorite thing about the Roadster. Yeah. The best and worst thing is right. the same thing. The best yeah. thing about it is that it's got the attitude of like a seven hundred and fifty dollar beat to fuck eighty seven Jixer you buy off Craigslist for okay. seven hundred fifty dollars. Right. Yeah. The worst thing about it is that it rides like a $750 Craigslist Jixxer yeah. from the 80s, which is to say you're paying $14,000 for the experience of, of riding a rowdy, used-up sport bike with a standard I'm riding I'm pretty position. sure that I could take any VT750 Shadow and put it in a no-holds-barred wrestling match with a brand-new Roadster, and the VT750 Shadow will win on all counts. I, I mean, I rode the Roadster, and I rode it pretty fucking rowdy when I did, and I couldn't... I could kind of make it turn right. Like, turning right, I could get down, scrape metal, and way too soon. But in a left turn, 
I could barely get the thing offline, and I was scraping metal. Will it rev to 10,000 RPM? <laughs> Hell no. Then it won't be a VT-70 shaft. Exactly. <laughs> right. But, like, the, the biggest problem I had with the Roadster was when they engineered it to be a Harley-Davidson, it does look and sound like a Harley-Davidson, and it feels like a Harley-Davidson, but it turns like a casket. I mean, it turns like a shopping cart. It turns like my funeral hearse. It turns like something you have to let it know you're going to turn. And the brakes are really actually fairly good on it. The brakes are yeah. solid on it. Yeah, that was... Yeah, and the, the, front, the front, front end really doesn't die no, like every other Sportster. No, the brakes are solid. The front end's good. So it's like everything you've said yeah. is accurate. And yeah. just remember that every other Sportster ever made yeah. is a million times worse than that. I know! Like, mm -hmm. like, it's weird, but... Like, I like yeah. the Sportster because I like the size of it, but yeah. the soft tail really is, like, peak Harley-Davidson for... Yeah, you're right. If, like, you're if you're not, right. like, the 800-pound bike... No, you're right. The tall right now, bike, the soft tail line is epic. Nick, we'll see you, buddy. See you. Ciao. See you, Nick. So. There's a cooler out there in the back of my pickup truck. Oh, you're on a bike. Mwah, mwah. We'll keep holding it for you. Thank you. Ciao, <laughs> Bella. Uh, you got too, cool shoes. Before I leave, I was going to say I finally got some decent time on the Zero. Yeah. And it every time you hit the throttle, it makes you smile. But at Mid-Ohio, what was even better about that was, like, I'd sneak up on some dudes. <laughs> like, like, there'd be, like, some dudes on, like, RM250s or something that thought they were the dopest yeah. thing ever. And you just sit there next to him and they're like, hey, what's that? And you'd be like, <laughs> Oh, the middle has a sneaky factor. The zero wins the sneakathon <laughs> yeah. every so fucking weird. time. Yeah, nobody knows you pulled up yeah. in front of their trailer to look at their shit because mm -hmm. yeah. you just yeah. quietly. The, the and how many people said, oh my God, it's a zero? Yeah. Like they've never oh, seen yeah. one before. Oh, yeah. I gave five or six test rides. Yeah. Like, dudes are like, so, uh, I, you know, there's six questions everybody asks about a zero. And if you've ever ridden a zero, you know what those six questions are. I'm not going to get into it. But by the time anybody gets to the second question, I'd be like, get on the back! <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, get on the back. Are you, uh, no, get on the back. Shut your fucking dick holster and get on the back. And then get on the back. You just I, wanted dudes to rub their, random dudes to rub their junk on you. Well, more importantly. Icing on the cake. <laughs> I ran them through the swap meet at like creepy, creepy speeds, silent creepy, creepy speeds. And they're like, this is cool. And then I put them on the, the main road. Right? Mm -hmm. Put him on the double. So put him on the two-lane road and then just yell and engage warp speed for like 212 feet until like a kid on an XR80 pulls out in front of you. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I would do that and then I would bury the front brakes and make him slide through me. Right? <laughs> and so they would always be like, holy shit. And I'm like, no, we're not done yet. And I'd take him right down past the good showers, get the knee down, like, like not get the knee actually yeah. down, but lean the bike over a little bit. And they're like, whoa, you fucking idiot. And then right back in the swap meet and then take them home. <laughs> and I'd take them back and they'd be like, holy fuck, man. Holy shit. Oh, fuck, that was great. And they're like, I need your card. And I'm like, you don't need my card. Just type zero motorcycle into your Google and then buy one, you dumb shit. <laughs> and then like, because there's two types of people. There's people who've never ridden a zero and the people who've owned a zero or own a zero because that's a weird equation like it's the only company doing what they're doing with what they have right now and it's a weird experience i'm not going to let them ride it because they're not in the circle of trust but when you ride it it's fucking weird i mean you guys both got to take the srf out today mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird huh yeah yep. it's, it's weird it's fucking weird like it's pretty amazing it's a weird thing like and that's silence 
that when you're on the road and you don't hear anything. It's pretty amazing to the be wind. going a... It's like me if I was better in bed. And no vibration. Shut the fuck up. And no heat. And no heat, yeah. no vibration, no nothing. Just twist the throttle oh, yeah. and be... Uh, Speaking of the no heat thing. Yeah. Recent convert from air-cooled to water-cooled. Anybody who said it's cooler can suck my entire what asshole. What do you mean, water? What's that? Ciao, Steve. See, see you, sleepy. No, yeah, when the radiator fan kicks on, it's just like sitting in front of the heater. Oh yeah, yeah. going from air cooled. Like, but everybody's like, yeah, you get a water cooled bike, it's much, it's it's much cooler on your legs. No, no. I should have made a list and visited all those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch and give the them dick. roundhouse kicks right. with my burnt legs. Yeah, which are still the same level of burnt as they are. On it's an okay. They've bike. never been worse than riding a Buell in Mexico. Yep. Pablo, our friend, who's with Doctors Without Borders, <coughs> they gave me the bike for about 73 seconds, because I like Buells. I've been, I'm, I'm a bit of a Buell aficionado, like idiot fucking fetishist. And so I get handed the Buell, and I give up my perfectly good scooter that I'm riding through Mexico to get the Buell. And I ride the Buell for about 11 seconds, and I'm wearing United States military Iraqi issue fucking chocolate chip shit with double crotch. And my inner thighs are smoking. And I was like, who wants to buy? We just left Coronado. Like, we barely had a Coronado. And I was like, who wants to ride the fucking Buell? As soon as we saw the the Home Depot in Tijuana, I was like, please, anybody want to ride the Buell? And it wasn't my Buell. So I didn't care. If somebody come up and had only ever ridden like a Buddy 125, fuck it. Who wants the Buell? And Pablo was like, I'll take the Buell. I was like, good, because you probably have Sav. <laughs> and I got off oh, as far away as I could from that Buell, and Pablo got on it. Yeah. And it was, look, we, we, we over tell the story, but it's probably like 95 degrees. That day was yeah. hot. Yeah. It was a hot day, but it wasn't truly Mexico Tijuana hot. Pablo gets, we don't even make it halfway house. And Pablo's like, oh my god, I gotta stop! He was standing up, like, one leg at a time on the seat to try to make his fucking nuts stop burning. <laughs> because a Buell in Mexico are incompatible. And how then, did, it makes me wonder how the bike did. Like, how hot did the bike get? It's a sportster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's, it probably ran at a slightly diminished capacity, but nobody noticed because it was a, a Buell. Right. right, exactly. And he's riding with mopeds, so, yeah. like... I mean, we were moving out, but just the same. That was the only 1,200 in the pack. Right. But yeah, we got down there and it was proper hot. And liquid cooled, the difference in that is that air cooled is peaky. Air cooled is like, it's super duper hot, and then it seizes and you get to buy a new motorcycle. (laughs) And then liquid cooled is like, it really gets hot and then it stays hot for hours on end. It never gets cool ever again. Because that's liquid cooling versus air cooling. You know, <laughs> and what, the liquid cooled you run? No, Z-Rex. Oh, your Z-Rex. Yeah. No. Well, That's okay. So, hot. so I, the the bike that I rode was a Street Bob. Yeah. Which is a bike that I like, except for the handlebars. <laughs> you're you're like this. I'm sorry. Are you having a problem with this? Not, not my thing. Wait, so, that was what I rode, the Street Bob, right? Yeah. No, you were, you were on, on the, the Fat Bob. Oh, right? oh yeah, yeah. The Fat Bob so is on this. The Street you, Bob is this. You were on the good one. I wanted to have <laughs> the, the Fat good Bob one. is this. Mm-hmm. The Street Bob is this. Yeah. How did you, th- you like the Fat Bob? I I actually liked the Fat Bob a yeah. lot. 
Like, I'm not a cruiser guy. Like, I can't do cruiser riding position. It's, like, hell for my lower back. But it actually felt pretty comfortable to me. Like, the seat was, like, like angled enough so it supports mm-hmm. your lower yeah. back. That yeah, it like, didn't... cups your ass. Yeah, right. so you And the could... seat is one of those things that all the people that buy that bike get rid of first. It's great, though. It's actually a pretty fucking yeah. great seat. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, I rode it. I was like, the seat's fucking great. Mm-hmm. The fat bob strikes me as... Harley and Ducati are at dinner together, and Ducati says, "Yeah, we just made like the great, high, this great high-performance cruiser, the X Diablo." And Harley goes, "Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, the power it actually has super good power. Like the yeah. torque on, like the torque. I've been the only other Harley I've been before this was a XR twelve hundred, which yep. is a pretty cool. It's a very cool bike. That's a very cool bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right up there with." I like both. Of, that's, it looks like it reminds me of the same stance yep. as the Z-Rex. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I really, really like the, the XR twelve hundred is on like one of my XRs are absolutely totally love worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for the record, all three of the bikes that you that we all that we rode yeah. have the exact same powertrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, Isn't that yeah. weird? So, so there's I, like I've ridden a lot of street bobs. Yeah. And it's just like once I remembered how much I fucking hated the handlebars, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> the Milwaukee 8 engine is the best thing they ever put in software. The Milwaukee 8 yeah. engine, for at the moment, as far as I'm concerned, is really, really good. Uh, yeah, it was weird yeah. because with the XR1200, like at idle, you couldn't use the mirrors because the they would just vibrate too much. Oh, but this one, laughing. I was trying to take off. Yeah, so <laughs> I forgot to ask you guys smooth. what you thought of the self-canceling turn signal. So I, I don't. Uh... So I remembered. Oh, that you they guys did are that. both. You guys are both not Harley guys. No, yeah. and I'm, oh, okay. I'm a habitual left go cancel left, button right, go stabber. Right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I like, stab mine a thousand times yeah. an hour. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, nope. Is it is my turn signal off? Yeah, if you watch my YouTube videos, yeah. my left hand is always stabbing a ghost yeah. button. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, you, you have like you have like this yeah. muscle memory of every 25 seconds. Yeah. You just reflexively cancel your signals. And I remembered that they were self canceling when I saw in my rearview mirror him turning his turn signals on and off. Right. I was like. We're not turning, and then your turn signal would come on for a second, and then it would go off. And then we pulled up next to yeah. you, I was like, they're self-canceling, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. that was the thought I had. So they made me leave, because my bike Probably was already did. there. Yeah, yeah they, they do the go-fuck-off-on-your-own demo ride thing. Because mm-hmm. oh, you're, okay. you're an American individual, just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Some people are more equal than others. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like if I saw male, them going back the other way, but my first thought is I pulled away. Oh, and they made me wear uh, chaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa, they made me wear whoa, leather chaps, whoa, which is whoa, the only whoa. Hold on, stop. Back the fucking discussion up. They actually they, had safety on this ride, can you believe hold it? Hold on. Harley-Davidson made you wear chaps. Did they make you take your helmet off, too? Did, <laughs> <laughs> did I didn't, you I, have your own chaps, or did they give you chaps? No, they gave me chaps. I've, I've because never you were wearing... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, okay, for the record... Henry just showed me a picture of Cameron wearing a Biltwell helmet mm-hmm. and God. leather assless trousers. Oh, uh, I did, I did oh, ask if I could take my shorts off if I had to wear the chaps. Oh my God. Yeah. So and those are like adult men's chaps. Yeah. Yeah, they're for a large man, and I'm not a large man. So <laughs> yeah. it actually made riding the bike more difficult. Those are yeah. Harley Smalls. <laughs> 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 oh, I was joking. Before we uh, before we uh, test ride, we have to get a Harley Davidson DOT approved do rag and, and find somebody and find a chick who weighs at least twice what we weigh, so we can take a passenger on yeah. the back. If you can oh. read this, the bitch fell off. <laughs> oh god! 
<laughs> yeah, you, they did made you wear long pants, and and the, I when at first there wasn't any like, oh hey, you have to wear long pants. Right. By the way, we have chaps. It was like you have to wear long pants. He's like, do I? Like yeah. And then there's like a long like pregnant pause, and he goes, we have chaps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, like you didn't want to tell anybody, pair, did you? <laughs> I have a pair of Hello Kitty Kitty, kitty chaps. Mm-hmm. Like I have some Icon. Pew, pew. Oh, he's oh yeah, do they have the pink fringe? Blue, baby blue. Okay, okay. You know which ones they are. I do. They're the icons. Oh, well, they're uh, probably like. And Doug from the, his podcast, Doug from oh, his Doug. podcast keeps really, really super duper wanting me to mail those chaps to him. <laughs> I can, I could get into the, my fighting weight. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I bought them because you know, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. But because <laughs> Americans will buy anything for twenty bucks. They're icons. Pew, pew, I was gonna say though, he right. probably didn't want to say. It. Say that he had chaps that you could wear, but you were wearing chaps. But he was looking at the three of us, like we're all three of us are kind of younger guys that Harley yeah. is like trying to target and they're trying right. to get out of that old. Oh, you were literally, you're literally the demographic. We're the, we're the, we're the, right. the three of you guys are. You're the future of Harley Davidson. Uh-huh. Yeah, we so don't want to. Only you had chaps. I love, I love the bike. One of my favorite things is like when you're leaning into a corner that you would normally not have to slow down for if you were on right. a good bike. Right. You kick it down into third. And then once you hit the apex, you roll onto the throttle and shift up into fourth. It's one of the most wonderful, sublime things about riding a Harley. You mean like all motorcycles ever? No, because you don't have to downshift because all the other motorcycles have suspensions and frames just that can ride, go through. They can just ride through it without just yeah. a big block yeah. of Motoguzzi through that same. Yeah, corner. exactly. So like, I really like that experience, but that experience comes from the fact that it is a flawed motorcycle, and I would not pay. You know, five figures for that experience. Right. Yeah, I paid, it's a lot of beaver pelts. I paid twenty three hundred dollars oh, yeah. for that experience, and I feel right. like that was fair. Yeah, exactly. That, oh, so, that, right. Yeah. So it's gonna. So it's like. The so thing, by that logic, in seven years. That's you're yeah in. exactly. And so time. you're you're young enough to exploit that. So a lot of Americans my age have to be like, in seven years, will I still be game enough to appreciate the discount? In seven years, you'll be on a uh, tri-glide. That's mm. Harley's marketing. Mm. And that's why I, I... That's why it's... I don't think my campers can get much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the don't hate the player, hate the game thing. It's like I, I was saying with the tri-glide. It's like yeah. it's not a particularly great motorcycle, but everyone I've met that rides them is riding because they will not get off of a motorcycle. Right. They physically cannot ride right. a 800-pound touring motorcycle right. on two wheels anymore. No, they can't. Because they're a million and a half years old. Yeah. And they teach me like Dalai Lama level of shit about riding motorcycles that would have taken me 40 years to figure out. The guy out who's own. helping me train right now for the motorcycle competition, the motorcycle skills competition, on a Harley Davidson Road King police bike from 2014. The guy who's helping me train is 60 years old and is a retired police officer. And he's training me. And he's way better than I'll ever be. You know, uh, his skill level at riding a, a motorcycle truly lock to lock, like left lock to right lock. Don't nod your head and say, cool, until you've tried riding a motorcycle left lock to right lock. And when that motorcycle is 630 pounds? Do any motorcycle. Ride yeah. any motorcycle. I don't care if it's a fucking buddy with a sidecar. I've tried on my Honda Ruckus, man. Right. It's, it's, Ride it's, any motorcycle left lock to right lock as fast as you can. Left lock, right lock. And then do that 360 times in about 12 minutes. And then you can start to qualify for the motorcycle police competition. And 
All I can tell you is I've walked away from that motorcycle about 160 times. And I am getting fatigued. I think I have a piece of steel that is forming in my right forearm from my elbow to my left thumb because I have cracked the throttle and uncracked the throttle and clutched and unclutched more times in the past six months than I have in my life. And that poor bastard of a motorcycle, that Road King Police Edition that I bought, is getting screwed into the tarmac on the regular because I'm trying to train for something I have no business doing. It makes wheelie school and any Starboy like hooligan stunt shit I've ever looked at or tried seem silly. Wheelie school was super fun though. Wheelie school is fun. I'll give you that. But horsing, horsing that motorcycle around and realizing that I couldn't actually do as good, and I've tried, I couldn't do as good on a 250-pound little motorcycle as I can on the FLHP. It's weird. I mean, I can't figure it out. But it turns out for that particular competition, like when you watch a Japanese motorcycle skills competition... They got a 500cc interceptor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll never be that good ever. I'll never be that good ever. I but watched a. I watched one of those videos. Yeah. Of a woman that's no taller than five four. Yeah. Doing it on a Z-Rex. Yes. And it made me immediately de- like depressed because I'm like I will never do I'll that. I'll never be life. that good. Oh, I've seen that video. And I do the same thing. And I, I you were gonna say it made me immediately deploy. <laughs> <laughs> my pants are getting smaller. Uh, my dog. penis is smiling. Yeah. <laughs> my dick is happy. And it threw up. Okay. The, uh, the guys that I'm tra- like the guy I'm training with. There's a guy that that is out there that someday you know anyone might have to compete against. And he can stop his motorcycle, his Harley Davidson motorcycle, forever, and never put his feet down. Oh, yeah. Now, if anybody's watched motorcycle competitions, law enforcement motorcycle competitions, you'll see that they go through a number of like X, right, left, up, down, zigzag, you know, letters of the alphabet, whatever, goddamn skills tests. And they have one that's called Chate, like Lead and Follow where the lead guy, you two go out together, but the lead guy can fuck you by stopping, and the back guy can fuck you by getting in front of you and cutting you off. So it's a challenge, you versus you, and it's in the prescribed course. Now, once we blast the horn, it's between you to screw him and make him put his foot down, or him to screw you and put your foot down. Imagine doing that against the guy who can rev the bike forever and never put his foot down well that's fucked up and you got to figure out another way to get around that some bitch you don't have reverse so you got to strategize and you got to work with him until you can get in front of him and you can stall him out but if you stall him out he'll never stall out so you got to make him try to go for a spot and you cut him off to make him put a foot down or crash <laughs> strategy is a big deal with this shit and I'm not even at the goddamn entry level point. And I'm already freaking out. You're like a year away from saying you suck at it. I am not yet a Padawan. I'm a kid who farted and realized he could move a, move a chopstick. <laughs> <laughs> I might have one more midichlorian than I should. Okay? But I'm nowhere near being at this level. 
And these guys all look like fucking Earl. Like, there's <laughs> nobody in this group of superheroes that looks like they're worried about a low-carb diet. Everybody I'm working, dealing with is just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, sure, have fun. Oh, you got you got a Ninja H2? Yeah, that's cool. Great. All right. Yeah, yep. Sooner or later, you're going to have to turn, and I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> and that's their whole mentality. The whole mentality is, I can take this Harley Davidson motorcycle and make it do things that aren't natural or should be done. And it's crazy, but like, if you want to do it, you got to have a Harley Davidson. And the guys who show up with STs, <laughs> golf clap. The guys who show up victories, golf clap. There's one dude showing up with zero. And they're like, we might have to change the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but that happens. Zero is disruptive. So yeah, it's a really weird thing. We talk about like that Harley Davidson does have a niche and that Dar Harley Davidson does have an Americana thing. I didn't buy an SD1300. You know, I didn't. I didn't buy a Victory Police bike. I had to buy a Harley Davidson Police bike to do this and do it right. So they are very, very good at certain things. And they know what they're good at. And that's that's the game. Like, Harley Davidson has to be aware of where their market is. Like, top to bottom, that super yeah. low center of gravity. Yeah. Just even for, like, a complete noob. Like, I can't... Yeah. I, I couldn't believe how confidence-inspiring that bike was, my Sportster was, to ride. Yeah. Through alleyways... Uh, around um, what's the indoor marketplace called? Westside Market. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, in a group yeah. ride, single file. Yeah, totally safe. And I'd been riding yeah. for like four or five months. Oh, at that anybody point. wants to take my bike out? My my FLH, you know, it's a road king. But go ahead and ride it. It rides like a fucking Vespa. Yeah. Like it's really really weird, and it, it's, it's like it's not the thing you think they would be good at no. that they're really good at and apparently you can hammer the clutch for hours on end hmm. yeah uh, I mean the center of gravity is super low and the bars are really wide they, they have so much leverage and the seat's high so yeah. you get up on top of it mm -hmm. yeah. it's really weird I ever wanted was a road king you can ride mine anytime you want I mean it's a weird thing to go out and ride it because it does what it does super good and then you put it on the highway and it goes down the highway at 90 miles an hour and you're like all right, I'm sitting up. My legs are relaxed. I'm cool. I'm on the couch. I'm on the couch. <laughs> yeah. 90, 90 mile an hour. Yeah, and it, it really does. It does all those things great. It, it, it really does. And I know it seems like we shit on Harleys, but we're actually not. It's like Harleys. No, we're not sending them to Germany. <laughs> 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 if we were going to sell them to Germany, then we'd shit right. on them. Then we'd shit all over them. But it is that thing. They've got a really good market. They're really, really good at it. Like what they've got is amazing, and everybody's trying to take it from them. But what they're doing is really great. Like yeah. Their game is good. It's switch gear, indestructible. Finish, fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you buy a brand new bike, right. like a brand new BMW yeah. motorcycle, the haptic response of the switches and all the switch gear and all the plastics mm -hmm. and stuff that you touch that really doesn't matter right. until you're spending 20000 plus on a yep. bike. Yeah. Then Harley starts to look really good. Yeah. It may, you know, and we're years away from on the other side of this. But you know, there was a time when like a Harley, every Harley in the dealership would have a puddle of oil underneath it. That's true. But the switch gear was fucking fantastic. But the switch gear on a Harley Davidson can be operated by the smallest of hippopotamuses. Like <laughs> you, literally, every button on a Harley is like, I'd like to turn right now. Bloop. I'm turning right. Cool. High beams. Bloop. Like the switches are huge. 
Harley Davidsons are mitten compatible. Yeah, their cl- their clutch and brake levers are like spoons. <laughs> yes, yeah. there are. They're Although they already start out with one inch bars. So yeah, yeah, that's true. They do going, start out going back to going back to the turn signal yeah. thing. It's like you know, there's motorcycles that don't give you like a positive feedback in your thumb when you click the turn signal on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, depending on how old and sketchy that motorcycle is, you're like, did I put my turn signal on? Right. So then you've got to look and see if you can actually see your indicator flashing, and that's not necessarily... No, Harley-Davidson's are a large like, button yeah, you that feel is exactly it you... the size of the girl's thumb who sold you the Harley-Davidson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Harley-Davidson. That's the whole idea, is that every button on a Harley-Davidson is a really big button. It's like the Toyota Tundra button of motorcycles. You know, you got gloves on, no problem. You can run this bike. It's totally easy. And that's like, I mean, realistically, to a person who's going to ride a bike and try a bike out and check it out the first time, you go somewhere you can ride a whole bunch of different bikes. Uh, that's probably not going to happen again until September-ish, October-ish. The AIM Expo is happening in Columbus. Yeah. Pete will be happy to know that I've rented us a house. Sweet. Yeah. A big house. Got any room in that house? Uh, eight people. All right. We'll so, talk. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do a podcast uh, at the AIM Expo. So last year we had uh, we had Chuck came out. And so Chuck met us from Real Nerd. Real Nerds. Yeah, it was two years ago in two Columbus. Two years ago. Yeah, right? In Columbus. They did Vegas last year. Yeah. So I, I got us a big fuck off house with a parking lot. So we're going to go ahead and have a podcast at AIM Expo. So if you do want to go to AIM Expo, let us know. We have ways of getting you into the show. And if yeah. you feel like you're a podcaster, you need to be a part of a podcast. AIM Expo, we have ways of getting you into yep. the podcast. Same here. We're less than a, we're less than three quarters of a mile away. So we got it. Now, you know what would make the AIM Expo better? Hmm. If there was another event that piggybacked on the AIM Expo the very same weekend. But there's not too many events in Columbus that um, one might be interested in. Except for maybe the Columbus Scudicue Rally. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's the same goddamn weekend. Uh. So you can experience Columbus Scudicue, mm-hmm. one of the best city rallies left in America. And aim on the same fucking weekend. Did I mention I have a house? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, with a driveway. And parking. In the short north. Is there a yard for camping? Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a house, John. It's a house. It has air conditioning. I checked. Nice. So, Last time we were there, it was blistering hot. It was so fucking hot. Yeah. I rode my Gucci uh, down. Yeah. And I didn't want to take demo rides. Last time we were there, I had a place in the short north yeah. that was literally like just across the corner mm-hmm. from the convention center. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you were across the street. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be down the street six a little streets bit. away. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be six streets away, but we've got a house. Nice. So you guys are more than welcome. If you want to come out and do a podcast at the AIM Motorcycle Expo and demo ride a whole lot of bikes, they have a ton of I stuff. recommend you do that. There's a <laughs> lot going on. And... If you did ever want to experience a motor scooter rally, this is a great chance to do it. So you might want to hit up like Twisted Road or one of these places that has... Hey, I'm not Liza. Wait, you may want to hit up somebody <laughs> who can rent bikes to you. Or Riders Share right. or any of Anything. those. Hit up these places because you might want to have a bike for this. Because between the scooter rally and the AIM Expo, 
there's going to be quite mm. a bit of shit going on for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or maybe go demo a Harley and ride it to the scooter scooter oh, <laughs> scooter right. rally. Because you remember the demo rides were kind of like, here's the keys. Well, that's what Harley what does it? for yeah. all their demos. Is, Have yeah. fun. Here's we the keys. It. Don't oh, sell we it. We were thinking about taking the Harleys oh, through yeah. the swap meet. I wanted to ride the Harley Road King <laughs> through the muddy swap meet just oh, to bring it shit. back all gross. <laughs> you got yelled at, right? Well, I got back first and I had right. like two or three specks of dirt on it and, the, and they were like, What'd you do with this bike? I'm like, I just rode it out of the entrances and exits you told us to. With right. all the rain, there's just dirt everywhere. There were orange signs with an arrow that said, go that way. Yeah. I, yeah. I said, I just followed exactly the route you told me to. And uh, he was like, okay. And then you guys come back and your bikes have way more dirt on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you guys did the same thing I did. Just uh -huh. maybe, I got, there was like traffic coming in and out. So yeah. I didn't okay. get to ride through it. So I was just kind of wheeling through it. And I think you guys went through like at speed. It was We got up to 90 miles the main an hour. Road got really, was... Whoa, oh, Henry, hold on. Allegedly. Allegedly. It may or may not have been. So, okay. How muddy were your bikes? They not, were not fine. Not, I mean, he had, like, so his bike had thrown a little mud up onto the rear fender. Yeah. Like, a, some specs. Okay. Yeah. You know. And y'all got his back. Uh, questioned. <laughs> I don't. I think we left you before the tender close. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. All right. So that's it. That's all we got. Ride fast. Take chances. Play us out. We're going to Porco. Get out and ride. Cool, cool, cool. Sign off with whatever your favorite sign off is. Yep. And then we're done.